part of something. Again, the sense of community has been like warped by social media, you know, like, hey, I'm part of this online community that's and it's so niched out. Yes, we you know we uh, we support the whatever the, the pine tree saving chipmunk association of of transgender yellow people. It's just gotten so fucking niched out. And that to me is just part of consumerism. Well, let's this consumerist. We're feel fired up. It. We're ready to go. We're live on YouTube. Well, Welcome yeah. back to the experience that that like we're Joe Rogan and shit. Welcome back to Keith Pazel's podcast. Let's just fire off right into the show. We'll be back after the beautiful intro song. From Atlanta, Fulton, we're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December seventh, night. Gonna question a psychopath. We're fucking in. It's been a long time. I know. It has been. Because of errors, but we did it. I have to do it almost like how you used to have to blow into a Nintendo cartridge. That's yeah. how we have to start the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, the, or, or if you want to date, I'll date it. An Atari cartridge. You, it would get dusty, and to put it in that really yeah. rudimentary game console. I mean, Atari was like, I mean, it was such cutting-edge <laughs> computer gaming. <laughs> but see, that's my idea of gaming, is playing Atari, you know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it is, uh... <laughs> I think of <laughs> just Atari on television, you look at that now, it's like, it's like so snail-paced and crude, you know, obviously, the passage of time. But, I mean, the video game thing, I think it's actually disturbing, like, how fucking realistic it is, you know? I don't know. It, the, have you uh, done VR or anything, like Oculus Rift or anything? You know, I actually have not. We actually put the, the thing on your face, you know, and stuff. I have not. I've thought about that. If I did that, it, it, I could do it. Also, James Bailey's here. Hey. If I could do that, if I actually did that, I could handle it. But I bet you'd be pretty intense for me to be into it. You know, the whole like panoramic view. I imagine just being this giant panoramic view, which would be uh, pretty crazy to a, a true submersion experience. Yeah. But it's also, uh, you Actually, know, where I'm critical of this is the old, the old man in me. This is the old the old man in me is just like. I just wonder about its effect on like the evolution of the brain and the optic nerve in your frontal lobe. Like these like images being sort of like it's just it's, yeah, it's intense. Oh, it's gonna have some sort of Black Mirror effect. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You ever seen the episode of Black Mirror where you could like all all your thoughts 
are recorded. Like Ooh, you, you have like God. a chip, your eyes record everything. Uh, and people find like this dude finds out that his wife has been cheating on him. Cause that's the whole thing of society is you, you're just on trust that like, I'm not going to look into your head. And yeah. this dude just, there's so much mistrust in his marriage. And it's like the future's version of looking through the cell phone. And he looks through her thoughts and he sees her like, fuck another guy. Yeah. God. Ugh. Ugh. It's just like, yeah, it's going into, it's creating this like going into like, I get going into the dark recesses. I actually like that journey. You I like also, a good recess, you know, of just, uh, you know, you, you got to be aware of your dark side as a human being. You have to be aware side. of it because it's just, but you have to integrate it into the light side. That's how I try to keep it in balance, man. But it's just, there are, I mean, I guess, you know, what is dark? I mean, I guess your thoughts, you're not really held accountable for your thoughts. You know, it's your, your actions. Is what I'll tell you what's dark for, this episode of you know? Bold and the Beautiful on right now. <laughs> oh boy. For those who don't know, uh, <laughs> we're live action Beavis and Butthead, I guess. We're going to watch yes. a little TV. We're going to make fun of it. We're going to talk about the world and our lives through what is on television. And boy, yep. did we have an impactful few hours here. Yeah, no Louis kidding. Louis Anderson, Meatloaf, Bob Saget's dust. And in between yeah. all the technical uh, difficulties, Bob Saget died of natural causes. Go figure. Who He'd be the one. I thought he'd be the guy to die like with a butt plug in or something like that. Well, it's, and because of that, we're going to, yeah, why do you say it? Cause I, I'm curious. Cause he's like a gross guy. All he does is talk about fucking the Olsen twins. Like it's just, it would just be his MO of his act. It, what's so bizarre to me about him, about his trajectory as a performer, the fact that he was in full house, which was such yeah. an incredibly square, the most, it was the show hallmark. for my heart though. Well, exactly. Show of course your generation heart. would love it. I, I mean, when I was a Gen X comic first starting out, Full House was in the crosshairs. You went after Full House. If you were 25 years old in 1995, you went after the show Full House. It's an easy target, but you went after it. It was this indication of like, you know, the square awfulness yeah, of America. You must be Christian, bro. But, but Yeah, but it's also like, I'm never surprised when people who who, who lean into that image You'd be so hanging hard. out with someone who you thought was cool, and then they'd like, oh, I like Full House. No, and that would never like, happen. Oh, no! Yeah, that, 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 that would never... I, I didn't run in the circles where people actually liked Full House if they were 25. If you liked Full House when you're in your, your mid-20s back in the 90s, you were not cool. That, that <laughs> I can't imagine there being anyone who actually liked Full House, but that's what's so bizarre to me is that it had this massive audience. It did, like creepy millions people. Millions of people. I could see how it could be creepy, like an adult man being like, oh, I love that kid's show. Well, it, it's, all, it, it's just... You'd be like, oh, look, oh, out, yeah. for, look out for this fucking guy. Yeah. But, 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 but just uh, the whole... Uh, uh, fucking I'm, active with I'm the never, drops. I'm never surprised. I'm never surprised when like a hardcore born again Christian, when like, you know, again, I think of Jimmy Swagger being the example of that guy in the, in the 80s and into the 90s. He did it in 87. You know, he, he basically. Jimmy Swagger was like a televangelist. A right? Televangelist. Absolutely. He'd bring people up from, he'd have like paralyzed people come up. I mean, the whole thing, the hell Benny Hinn. I mean, it was like, it was in that, you know, Jim Baker was very much a Christian broadcast network in the, in the 80s. Love 
lot of televangelists, but but they were they got completely Wu Tang. They got canceled. You could one could say they got canceled, but they are also doing these horrible things. Like I mean, Swagger, I guess would have prostitutes go into like motel rooms, and he would get pretty kinky with them. You know, he'd slap them around. Oh, yeah, a lot darling. of photography going on. Like there was some fucking weird shit going on, and he got defrocked, and then he went in front of his congregation. I have sinned, Lord, and he, and, he, and he he was weeping, you know, and it was like this great admission for this Christian warrior. And he does that. And then eight years later, he does the same fucking thing. He gets a prostitute and goes in the hotel. It's like, you didn't learn your fucking lesson. No, you you're just hiding. To, you just you learned are, how to do it better. You're you're hiding from your dark side. You are hiding from it. And that is, a to me, a huge flaw in your entire worldview. You know, so you have to be aware of, like, your dark side and integrating that, you know? We'll put on the swag. Look at how fucking old he is. He's, it looks like he's into, he's just into singing, but he really can't open his eyes. He's, oh, dude, he's, and he's got, I mean, he's, he's gotten like old Christian For those Christian just listening, now. what are you it's doing? It's old Christian. If you're yeah. just listening, go to YouTube, <laughs> listen and sync if you want. Yeah. But we're watching the swag as we call him here on the show. Yeah. Jimmy Swagger. But again, it just goes back to the Full House Bob Saget thing of him, I guess, being a, like, I never saw his act. I, I have not seen his act to know what it is. But people said he, he swears a lot and he's pretty dirty, I guess. In his oh, act. yeah. Very and dirty. And so. So to me, it's just that dichotomy. Was he trying to overcompensate for not being deemed hip because he was on? No, I think at that time it was just this is what you have to do to be successful. But you got to be dirty like that. So check this out. I got an old episode of America's Funniest Home Videos up while we talk about Bob Saget. Um, For people who don't realize America's Funniest Home Videos was a set like Bob Saget. Someone said this on online. I'm not creating this statement. He essentially hosted YouTube every week oh oh, oh yeah, absolutely he was oh, on yeah. the forefront everybody oh daniel tosh was the first like clip no, guy oh no no, no bob no. saget was no, up this there. was a popular show i knew a guy rob sunday Paravillian. nights yeah uh, uh funniest people not we're about to watch that second. people i remember a guy rob paravonian who was a comic in chicago won this and he won like 15 grand in like 1994 that's kind of a score at that at that time oh you rhymed you know that 94 that, that's you know? a score <laughs> but I, I that'd be making like 30 or 40 grand right now if you had 30 or 40 grand right now through performance you'd be happy right you'd be pretty happy if that oh, i'd be psyched you know i mean it would it'd be better than a hot stick in the eye it's not making it look at him Videos. That fucking. hadn't seen the show asked me what it was about, and I said it's about a half hour. And he said, oh, "Get serious." But you can't get serious with tapes like these. Think of the recording. For I this. wonder if he fucking if he like there were moments where he's like with tapes like these, and then he sneaks in and just pops up a fuck tape of his or something <laughs> like that. So he died in a Ritz Carlton in Jacksonville, Florida. Just, um, just, just it, of being old. I think so. Not well, just being not old. Natural causes, but yeah, probably a grabber or something like that, or a stroke, or maybe he had some sort of fucking. He had thinning of the artery walls, and like it was probably just. It's always one of those weird, random things that this could happen to anybody. Yeah, type of shit. Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I had a funny because they always describe the situation, and it's always very bland, and like you know, he was in a prone position. There were. His belongings yeah. strewn about yeah. as if he was just living normal life. <laughs> and I think for Saget, if you would have just been like manipulated a little bit and just been like, you know, <laughs> he died and, you know, he was given the rock and roll fingers. <laughs> 
just fucking change it to where it was a little <laughs> a little more awesome yeah well it's just again fucking here i go again on my own was blaring when we walked in he would he was uh Again, I think of him dying in a sexual way, sexual humiliation, some some, yeah. some, some autoerotic asphyxiation. The dude, the kung fu guy went out like that. Well, yeah, David Carradine did autoerotic asphyxiation. Like Michael Hutchins, you're an in excess. Do you know the tale Michael Hutchins was pulling down in the late 80s, early 90s? Helena Christensen. It was fucking Victoria's Secret model type tale. That's the type of fucking woman that Michael Hutchins is pulling down. And he fucking does autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh. What an unstable human being. But whatever it happens, you know. My stepdad Again, loved In Excess. Oh, they were And huge. he was like a big square racist. So that always shocked me. Like a couple of my dad's crackhead friends would always talk about like, <laughs> this guy's gay, pussy, <laughs> fucking. And then they'd be like, the Bee Gees rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you can't do both of those things. The Bee Gees fucking stink. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I have... For so long, I denied my like of the Bee Gees, but moving to California, I mean, it's hip I've fucking jam music, but <laughs> I've explored. I mean, they were they had a total Vegas trajectory, which is completely what it should have been from the when your career is going into Vegas. That's why when Britney went to Vegas, I was like, aren't you still supposed to be this hot young pop star? It's like, come on, don't go to Vegas. Isn't that kind of are you putting up a white flag? But no, probably not. I'm dated. I'm dated in my assessment, my judgment on that, I think. Does that make sense? I, I've always heard Andy Gibb was the cooler Gibb. He overdosed on drugs. Oh, he was third. Well, you know, we talked still about played that. fucking gay music. Those Mohawk tunes, right? I, I've wanted to do like a, a script, whatever. I have other ideas that are oh, dude, on the priority, on the priority shame. But but a biopic of Andy Gibb, I think, would be interesting. Because Look at him go. Look at him, Bob, dude. Dude, his the fucking BG's Bob. Yeah, yeah. This is them in Vegas. Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah. To me, this would be too new, but it's not anymore. This is like almost. Oh. This is almost this is twenty-five years. This old. is almost as old as original BG's. You, oh, exactly. You could show both and they wouldn't know what to call older yeah <laughs> yeah it would Gen Z. well they would look older now like they're, they're they're closer to their youth there again my mom again i've said it before i have distinct memories of the 1978 grammys when the bgs won everything they because because of saturday night fever was just a massive hit so and and, they, and he was singing so staying weird. alive and my mom was literally squirming in the couch just with like sexual moistened your mom oh oh my oh he is and just your so mom ha- was like a square oh my mom was a hardcore second wave feminist but she completely thought barry gibb was it's just so this, funny that you know, your mom was a feminist and feminism now they like wear they wear butt plugs all day and shit like that well i think there was definitely like that Fucking was a dimension. rabbit vibrators that, 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 that was well that was that's always been the issue with that with feminism. Is you have got the these ladies remote side. controlling their clit all day, and, and and then you also have the side of like, hey, I'm going to do what I actually want to do. I'm not going to be constrained by these bullshit rules of our society. So it'll happen like in a sexual way. That to me was always like kind of a bifurcation in feminism. You hear what I'm saying? Does that oh, make sense? I see what you're saying. Yeah, the yeah. intellectual side more, and like the laws and all that, which I think is very relevant. But there is something to the kind of human side of like, fuck it, I'm going to just have sex with as many men as possible. If you want to say I'm a slut, I don't give a shit i'm gonna live my life on my own terms which you know okay i have some respect for that i i I, you know i do i have respect for that because it's just you know it's a double standard and you should be able to do what you want to do if that's what makes you happy obviously fucking do it you know but i always thought that 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 split and that divide is part of the reason why i couldn't have more momentum it didn't make it needed to be more unified there needed to be something that sort of brought it together more there shouldn't be that divide because within that divide of course there's opportunities to weaken it you know so Anyhow, 
and I still well, see speaking. That- I was going to say, speaking of having sex with men, uh, we also had another. <laughs> oh, death. we had another death. So Bob Saget. I guess we we've tightened up Bob Saget. So he just died in natural. Well, we could talk causes. about both. I just want yeah, trying yeah, to put yeah. on. Now we got life right. with Louis You're on right. TV. Exactly. So Louis. Louis Anderson. I woke up to Louis Anderson being dead. Uh, you got to understand. I didn't know that until you texted me on the drive over here. I was like, you got. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. We got Meatloaf died. Bob Saget died. And then we had, spoiler and then alert. He said, huh? And he said Louis. I was like Louis. You said. I was like. I was like Louis Anderson. And you were like. I could have been uh, CK, but it was not. No, definitely Louis Anderson. Yeah. If Louis CK is dying, though, I feel like he would have the most fucking directorative, like, filmmaking suicide of all time. I think that he would uh... choke. He, He would be the one to choke masturbate. Oh yeah, All you yeah, fuckers, yeah, fuckers, yeah. motherfuckers! I'm gonna die. Autoerotic asphyxiation, like you're, you're playing. I knew a guy when I was in junior high school, dude. When I was in junior high school, like a rich kid in, in my neighborhood, his old man was a doctor, died of right, autoerotic right, right. asphyxiation, and that was like this big, like I mean, that was a that was a wildfire rumor in Eau Claire. That's how he died. Like small towns like that, that would get out and it would be like, ooh, it'd be in hushed tones, like ooh, ooh you know, it's you know, it would be in hushed it's like and that's like you know whatever that's not cool so do you, you remember know? life with louis the cartoon <laughs> no this is I the heyday of, of me watching tv what were you doing in 1994 coming out of college right oh yeah i was working at uh, the place i wrote my script Probably about right now. i was working for the leadership council for metropolitan open communities i was doing a fair housing investigation fair housing uh, uh, managing their fair housing testing program, doing lawsuits, doing a little bit of redlining, right? Well, so they combating, yeah, combating redlining. So this is the height of like Bobby's World. Power Rangers was on. I remember being on vacation in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it didn't stop my need to watch cartoons because you had Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. as did I. Yeah. But when I was a kid, every day from about. 11 a.m. until 5 p.m. It was the same kind of Saturday morning lineup just every day. Wow. And so I got this all the time. I used to cry if I missed this shit. Life with Louie was my jam. So it's about him. It's about an actual cartoon that looks like Louie Anderson, which is very creepy. Yeah. Uh, and he narrates it. You know, my dad during one Christmas raped my butthole. Let's go. I have a feeling that his dad did far more sinister things that we're not going to find out about Ooh. until someone writes a book. Ooh. Yeah, his. But again, his biopic could be interesting, too. But to me, the Andy Gibb biopic. I want to go back to that. You can got me go off back that. to Gibb. The Andy Gibb biopic was, again, because celebrity death is our motif right now. He was 31 years old when he died. He died of a, he was such a cokehead. And in 1978, during the Grammys, he was given like, I think, what is it? You know, newest male performer or something. I'm like, shut that window he, real quick. He, he was 21 years old. Okay. And he was like given the Grammy for best new male performer. I think he had a number one hit. My first, not my first, my last, my everything. That, 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 that's a uh, old R&B song. But he had like three or four pretty big hits that if you heard them, they're jams. For so long. You and me, we've found each other for so long. And the feelings that I feel for you are... Well, that's, that's an Andy Gibbs song. He won Best New Performer in 1978. He was 21 years old. And he became this huge star. And all this shit was thrust upon him. It's the classic sort of cautionary tale. It's not necessarily new you know, new ground. He was also thrusting himself upon other fucking other people, you know. Oh, well, he... he, he Gibb was the... Andy was the coxman. Well, well, he was it was the youngest. We just into music, aren't they Australian? He was very kind of cute. So he and he was in his twenties. 
animate. So, That's how every song sounds to them. <laughs> no, they're a little more nuanced than that. Nights on Broadway is a jam. Here we are. We are in a room full of... St- it was 70s sexuality. You have to understand the 60s weren't really cool. They were very uncool. The 70s is when the 60s like sort of actually made it into mainstream Look at America. Andy Gibb here. Look at that. You know, yeah, and he was... So he won this Grammy. Did he Best but, new, did he create that whole button down shirt type of thing? Exposed oh, well, chest he, hair. Uh, he was you very much part of that. Chest hair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was very much part of that. That was deemed a very like kind of kind of sexy guy in the late seventies. I'm fucking Australian. He gonna but, tan this down because copyright. And he, everything? he was dating. He dated. Uh, um, he dated a uh, Victoria Principal. Victoria Principal of Dallas. You remember the show Dallas on Saturday night? Or oh Friday yeah, it's on. on current. There's a reboot of it. Well, the original Dallas, 70 to, TV na- to 91, she was in that. She was Patrick Duffy's character's wife, was Victoria Principal. And he was in, he was madly in love with her, but he was an extreme cokehead. Oh, yeah. He died he of a cocaine extreme, overdose. Well, he didn't like die a of an He actually, he, I guess he, he, he was clean, but he had done so much coke for so long. He was 31. <clears> the <throat> walls of his heart had totally weakened. Like a saget died Probably a like attack. a saget thing. He was 31. He was what if 31. you find out You're that- You're older than him, man. You know, yeah, that's fu- that's fucked up. I mean, you know, I mean, what if you find out that Bob Saget like fucking did anal shots of fucking fucking pop or like he was just the dr- most drugged uh, out, well, like almost how you like almost you know. like Carrie Fisher, where you knew she was like a partier. But then you were like, you saw the autopsy report and it was like she had ecstasy, heroin, fucking poppers, anal, anal nitrate in her fucking blood. Like she was partying did, hard before she died. Did she have? Did she have a bunch uh, that, that many drugs in her system? She had heroin and ecstasy. Ooh, why well, no? She was a junkie for many years. Many years she was a junkie. Can you look at this guy though? You don't see this guy, this face, this blonde hair, and think like, what a fucking big partier. Oh, I know exactly. Well, and that's part of the reason why it's an interesting I think story. Another kind of partying. It, it's uh, it's a very interesting story because yeah. he was in his twenties. It was all thrust upon him. He couldn't keep it together. He tried to salvage his career. He hosted a show called Solid Gold. We have got to watch some episodes. Yeah. I'll uh, put uh, Solid Gold on. This production is so bizarre and coked out. It's weird early 80s LA. And it's extremely sexual. (laughs) Like there's there's sequences where he just makes out with the other woman who was a hostess. And I think it was a black woman. So it was very like kind of risque. And it was just very. And it was. You know they'd have like dancers. And it was sort of like an American. Like a disco American bandstand. So it, it took it like in a different direction. Here it is. Yeah, this. Yes. Music has to offer. We begin tonight with Shandy and a solid gold release. He's a dream from the hit motion picture Flashdance. There was a raspiness to his voice. Yeah. We're like, I've really been through it. I did a line. I've been up for days here. Yeah. And trying to trying to nip up for the show, and I guess during the show he'd be late all the time for production. He wouldn't show up certain days. It's like wow, uh, you're struggling with your addiction. You can't keep your shit together. So again, that's all part of the story, which I think is it's been done before. But what I find interesting about this and why it might be relevant to current times is again the pop star fucking path. The you know be you know be careful what you wish for. You know, oh, look at that. Yeah, this see is, that fucking thrust when they yeah, fucking cut yeah, away right yeah, there. Absolutely, it's great. Yeah. Let's get back to it with Shandy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely a more kind of sexual themed show. They were definitely trying to push oh, it. And it had like a Star Search vibe to, oh, the, to the grandioseness of it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I want to be Andy Gibb. 
But but this was create like, me one of those solid gold shows. Look at yeah, I want to hear his coked up voice. Right. Mr. Andy Gibb. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Marilyn. You know it's it's wonderful to be here. But by the way, I appreciate the fact that nobody made a big. He deal cut the it. fucking wave off in between clips. I, 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 Looks like his hair's a little shorter here. I'm trying to modernize a little bit. <laughs> Get in the movies like fucking yeah, oh yeah absolutely like yahoo serious i'm trying to follow yahoo serious's path because you know you are correct though they were born in australia and went to england and from england they, you see right here they do that look at this we gotta watch it they just met you see they sort here it's just so bizarre this scene i want to hear what they're saying beforehand if can go a little hurt. i just want you to know that i, I get it in uh, i want the lead in here we go by the way yeah. i appreciate the fact that nobody made a big deal about me coming back for this week's show you do oh i do you see, I'm kind of a low-key guy, and I'm glad nobody made a big. When news of me hitting my girlfriend, hitting my my wife, busted. I'm uh, glad people let me back. You know. Uh, yeah. Second right. chances. Fuss about it. Oh well, actually, the staff got together before the show, and they asked me to give you something anyway. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Network ordered. That's how it was back in the 70s. You complain about sexual advances in today's days. Back then, that was fucking ordered by CBS Brass. Yeah. Yeah. Les Moonves was stroking his young hog the, watching that was, happen uh, right there. Th this was uh, the like 1983. This is 83. I think he had been off the show maybe for a year and was coming back and guest hosting. I never really, I didn't really watch this. I, I knew of this show. I didn't watch it. But again, it was sort of this, it was this sexual. Man, was, look at these titties here on YouTube. Look at that. It's a very thin pair. <laughs> You're getting some moves. Yeah. Dude. No, but yeah, but, but it is, uh, uh, with again, I find the death story of him. Thirty-one years old, he died five days after his birthday. He died March tenth, nineteen eighty-eight. I was a freshman in college. I remember being like, "Wow, he was young," and he. Uh, but they say he died because Victoria Principal just basically said, a, I can't he, be around you, so broke off with him. He died of a broken heart. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> that's exactly why he died. I'm working. Oh my god, that's a good fucking song. Died of a broken heart. And I guess like he now was, I actually got to die of a broken heart for it to mean something. They, they couldn't like his his brothers and stuff couldn't deal with him because he was such a fuck up when he was on coke. And he was coked up all the time. I guess he was like super needy. This really needy guy. Like just needed like, oh, do you like me? Uh, like I mean, it very and very just that's what it was. That was the vibe on him. So he was a very kind of almost like a puppy dog. They described him. I think there's something that could be interesting about that. Again, I'm, I'm also the guy who thinks that there could be a biopic about Detroit Tigers pitcher Denny McClain. Well, I also could. have that. He did some crimes. I think you're less far off about the... I'm sure people have tried. You don't think people have tried to make an Andy Gibbs story? It must be. I think it's good for a TV movie. Yeah. Maybe like in a Lifetime. Yeah, yeah. You get fucking... You, you, you know get the dude who played fucking Ted from fucking... Uh, from <laughs> Married with Children to play Andy Gibb. If that's what you're doing... <laughs> Ted C. McG John I, McGinley or whatever the fuck his name is. I would look down on that when I was younger. If someone gave me an opportunity to write something like that now, of course I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. It'd be great. It'd be well, yeah, fun. you write anything. Yeah, you make a couple hundred thousand bucks. Maybe it's a hit. You Give know, us it, jobs. No, I'm You know, I mean, no, but it would, it would work. But this this whole like them kissing and like, I mean, and she's, you know, she was a POC, my friend. She was a POC. The one on the right there. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I, I have no idea who that is. But I mean, it, it, and she hosted the show. You the see, untold the truth, truth about Andy, Andy Gibb. Gibb. Yeah, let's watch a little more of this. This is like a side YouTube video. It's going to be some guy. So I studied the video. Yeah. yeah. This Look at that like, guy. That get that fucking going back and forth. He's thrusting his taint everywhere. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's, 
I don't. I, I mean, the untold truth is probably that he was a drug addict. Yeah, he was just just severe drug addict. Severe. So let's fucking. We got Louis Anderson. What are your memories of Louis Anderson? The first time I remember Louis Anderson. Was Look at him. that! My dad drilled that really boarded into my hand when I was a kid. Well, it, it was uh, <laughs> you make him sound like this like guy from the gutter. Like hey, I'm just. <laughs> I would like to think that this starts out. This episode starts out with him just being like, "Cause look how it starts out." I'm gonna go back. He's just looking at a fish. Can't you talk to me? Oh, come on! That shirt. What is he fucking when I was a walking kid, light bright? This is the room my dad used to put my face into this fishbowl and uh, say, talk to him, talk to your friends. Uh, and then he would pull my belt off and I didn't know what he was going to do. Hit me. So my first memory of Louis Anderson being on the Tonight Show like in 1984. And my mom really liked it was from Minneapolis. And I was kind of like, oh, I know people from Minneapolis. Oh, I'll watch him. And thinking he was pretty funny. You know, and my mom loved him. Thought he I got to be honest, though. He didn't age mo- much more beyond this. His fat got a little saggier. He got a, like that 65-year-old fat on him. God. Yeah. Yeah. Crocious, I just got to say, break kayfabe right now. Yeah. I'm so excited that this stream works. Oh, it's, it's great. Being offered the two weeks has made me realize that like, oh, I can't phone it in anymore. They can take it away from me. Well, yeah, maybe it's the a technology could just not work. I never thought about that. You think about like, oh, yeah, oh, we don't have a lot of followers and like we're a really low grade like DIY podcast. But then you never consider like, oh, one day the software just might not work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then when that happens, you're like, shit, I should just enjoy. Yeah. Doing yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have but anyway, we it. got Fat Louie. Look at yeah, him. So Lu- I, again, I found out. <laughs> I texted you, you texted on the way me. here. En route, and I, I didn't, I didn't know. I got, for some reason, I just saw saw something about him a couple of days ago. Maybe he died a couple of days ago. That's the reason why I saw something, but I, I didn't put it together. I didn't see the headline that he had actually died. I just found out Meatloaf died today too. But Louis Anderson, so he, did he die of COVID or was it a was it a grabber? Was it? I think probably a grabber. It probably is too oh. soon. But Meatloaf had COVID. I think it like Meatloaf's thing. It said he died of COVID. God, listen oh. inside. They tried to bore you to death, and outside was even worse. I hated recess. They used to tie me to that tree and do stuff to my belly button on that schoolyard. Yeah, he, you know, because he definitely had fat person personality. I think there's a real, like, thing. My mom used to love that the little Louie looked just like Louie Anderson. She would really get a <laughs> like kick out of the show. Funny. Look at him. Little Louie. it is a big Glen Glen. Mm-hmm. All of us had gaps in our teeth when we were kids. Got a headlock on you. You know. What are you gonna do? Your dad's a sexual predator, <laughs> Louie. What do you think well, about that? I, I guess his dad was. They a real used to call my dad a monster, <laughs> and I didn't get it until later. What? Well, what? What I heard is ooh, ooh, my my uh, Kevin Kellum on the show. I, 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 can, can, you, can you hear my uh, my my uh, my? I, I can't hear the uh, my speakers. That's okay. It's okay. Hold on, I got you. If you, if you got me, that's cool. I, I can still I can still. Uh, can still do it sorry about that but yeah uh oh it, it just came on Jeez, sorry about that man with uh with louis anderson it just uh so i saw him do stand-up and he used to do, like hbo specials i know people who loved him he there was he a young riff i put it like in the group chat today by the way just, yeah i we i woke up to louis anderson my group chat with the boys kellum's in the group chat yeah uh and they were like man talking about louis anderson and then i go meatloaf died too bad day to be fat guys they no sold meatloaf dying 
just so incredibly hard. <laughs> I was almost astounded by like, wow, they, they were talking about like Arby's orders and they just went on talking about Arby's. I'm just like, man, no love for the loaf, huh? <laughs> no bad out of hell love. But my, it's funny you mentioned it because I thought about what was the first time I saw Meatloaf. So Louis Anderson, 1984, the Tonight Show doing stand up comedy. But by the Meatloaf's or uh, Meatloaf's got a joke. Louis Anderson has a joke. <laughs> Uh, the by the way, person, you that line. Jeff Eggleston, guest yeah. on the show, friend of yes. the show, had a great fucking tweet today. Yeah. He goes, he goes, confirmed Louis Anderson and Meatloaf were the same person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, because it, it's just, <laughs> there was a certain, their body type and stuff and just their look. And they were rough, although Louis Anderson was a little bit younger than Meatloaf. My first exposure to Meatloaf was them being the musical guests on Saturday Night Live, like in 1977, when Christopher Lee, who used to be Dracula in all those old Dracula movies from the 60s, he hosted the it. other ones, like the Hammer ones, though, right? Oh, those, not are, the, those not are the, the ones, fun, that, not the good ones, not the Universal, like official, not gay no, horror no, movies. No, no, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The I, Hammer I, horror movies stink. Sorry for Matt, oh. my brother-in-law. He loves them. They're the British ones, though, right? That's the Englishest stab at, at Yeah, Ira. yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I used to like those as a kid. The whole stake in the heart motif, like, I didn't judge it sort of aesthetic. The story sort of got me, and, and, and I believed it. I mean, it might look ridiculous now, but... It Is this is this the 1990 All Star Game? No, it's hang 94. on, I gotta figure out which ones. What's oh, the 90? Louis. Louis. Yeah, what uh, what All Star Game? 1994. Uh, what was the deal with men wearing a vest like that in the mid 90s? I mean, my mom bought me. I think a vest you gotta like say, that. what's the deal with meatloaf? Do you know something? My mom bought me a vest like that. You know how many times I wore it? Four you know times. Zero, and I have poor fashion sensibility. I wore it. Even I knew. So I put this on for a, for a good compare and contrast. So Meatloaf, 1994, sings the national anthem. We're going to hear this. And then we're going to go to 2016. I think he sang for Mitt Romney during the fucking, during the run up. And oh boy, it's a stark difference. Because he can fucking bag out the pipes. He's like the lead singer of fucking Cradle oh, of Filth. Yeah. Like yeah, nine absolutely. octave singer. Yeah. Because I would do anything for. No. I he can't even do, he's got a meatloaf the anthem. Listen to this. <laughs> this is his Whitney Houston moment. He's going to make it his own. You know what I mean? He's going to make the, look at that an set. iconic song puts, on his own. Look at this. He puts his head down. Oh, yeah. He, he's gathering and himself. And then watch the look up. Watch the he's look up. He's gathering himself. This is your moment, loaf. <laughs> this is your moment. No, this is the All-Star Game. This is the 94 All-Star Game, correct? Yeah. God, uh, is this in Pittsburgh? No, that looks like the v Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. What year is this? 1994. No, it's not 94. It this says 94 ASG. 94? Yeah. This The 94 All-Star Game was in Pittsburgh. 7-12-1994, yeah, in Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah, because you want to know I know that? Because I was doing an open mic... Uh, I was doing an open mic. I, I was three months into comedy and I walked past the bar and the all And they, game this was on. was on. And I was like, I'm not going to watch and it. And you were like, how did Meatloaf do at the anthem? Uh, Lenny Dykstra, confirmed scumbag. 
confirmed oh, yeah. scumbag. The good kind, though, doing uh, coke, selling watches. He probably has watches uh, under his... Every, he, every he coat and complete every, fraudster. Every jacket in Lenny Dykstra's house has some sort of trinket underneath the fucking lapel. <laughs> Just look at Fergosi. He's dead. Fergosi... Oh, that was poetic. Both of them are dead. In line. They're both dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's... This is... That one's like, all right, it's good. It's lame, but it's good. Now let's go meatloaf national anthem. Yeah, you, can, you, you hear it. It's a bit mel, uh, melodious. God. Oh, yeah. Look at young Griffey right there. Yeah, absolutely. I, this is the first year I did stand up. <laughs> That's how old I am. Sorry, I got a VPN. It's just, you know, it just should be something more than what it is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that, that was Here a we go. reveal Here we go. of a darker Here we go. moment. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see this uh, contrast. This is 1990. Oh, my God. 1990 or, or is this 2012 so it's meatloaf i think meatloaf tim mcgraw i think we got brooks and dunn up here it's a whole cavalcade of like mitt romney trying to just be like i love america so much i got country stars yeah i got all sorts of americana on stage right now yep we're all eating apple pie with ice cream on top of it yep I mean that, that that's the the peculiarities of the American political system manifesting themselves. And look at Meatloaf up in the corner here. I'm gonna do a little pointing. Look at those fucking cocaine eyes right there. I think he was also just you know some. I think he was mentally ill somewhat. I think he was just you know he was touched as they say in Texas. Let's figure out the He's year here touched, before we go on. I think this know? was 2012. Yeah, and this is America yeah. the Beautiful. So it's a different song, not necessarily wow. Loaf's Wheelhouse. You know. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, we need a real recovery. That branding compared to fucking Make America Great Again and, and, and the branding of this. This was the last time the Republican Party tried to have softer edges. This was it, 2012. So this is so here we go. 10 years Here's ago. Here's the difference. This is 2012. And so we saw 1994. So what's the difference there? That's what, 16 years, 17 years? Yeah. Yeah, 94. So here's what 17 years does to your fucking voice and just your, your will to do well. Yeah. <laughs> So he just dipped down on his legs. So Meatloaf was just like, I, well, that wasn't Meatloaf. I know, yeah, but yeah, Meatloaf's yeah. thought process yeah, now yeah. is like, I thought I was just coming in to sing America the Beautiful. Brooks is over here fucking feeling it in his cockles. Now I got to cockle out a little bit. So I feel like he feels like, well, now I have to one up. So yeah, do they trade it off to each? Yeah, of the singers? they trade it up, and Meatloaf wow. fucking Meatloaf really fucking wow. tries to top him. Whoa! That was meatloaf. That was right meatloaf there. saying that. <laughs> That's how he. Go ahead now. Go ahead now, brother. Wow! Wow! That that was his entry. <laughs> Go ahead now, brother. Let's remember that today when everybody's talking about what a king meatloaf was. He was a registered Republican. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't mind that, yeah. but that could compromise a lot of people's. We were talking about supporting people earlier yeah, before we yeah, went on the air. Yeah. Do you still support the loaf? Look at that hand on Mitt Romney to me is as lessened over the years of like, he's not a bad guy. Definitely a Mormon believes a lie. Yeah. But yeah. Probably not a horrible person. Oh, no, no. His uh, I wasn't against. I was against the gay ban law. Uh, his thing within the pantheon. Is that a good Mitt Romney impression? Do the, I? Is that a, is that kind of a good one? Yeah. It, within the pantheon of Repo what, what the Republican spectrum is now. 
the pantheon because Trump has distorted it so much in his favor. He has taken the entire party over. Made you almost thing. want that to be the Republican Party. Oh, no, no, no. He's he's the kind of rational business Republican. You know, he's conservative. Because that's square, how the conservatives attack him. They were like Mitt gave Massachusetts health care. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that what piece the, that, of shit. that's what the national health care, uh, uh, the, the Obamacare was based on on the Massachusetts program, which is a classic thing that states do something. Federal government plucks it. So the conservatives do it on the other side. Wisconsin now is a big right wing incubator. So right wing ideas happen in Wisconsin. And then they try to implement it across the country. School choice, uh, charter schools, all that. So anyway. Uh, Let's listen to the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Here here we go. Yeah. Here's what all that political hate and fuel does to your voice (laughs) and your will to just fucking belt it out. And you get jealous because you're like Brooks and Dunn are fucking outshining me. So, yeah, Romney here on the. There's a few of them left. There's a Romney. I think Romney has just now realized, like, look how happy he was when it starts. And then, like, watch his face when he when Meatloaf starts talking. Well, this is not his. You see, did you see his eyes change where he goes? Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch that again. Watch close, guys. Watch his eyes. Watch his eyes go like, what the fuck? Oh, go ahead now. <laughs> <laughs> you totally squinted him? Absolutely. It's totally what happened. That's hilarious. But we got more. Meatloaf takes the reins. Look at him. Look at him. Why is he staring at him like he's like, what's that? Are you in awe with his voice? Because he thinks he's facilitating it. Is that an ironic goof? Is he actually being sarcastic about it at that moment? Did he use it as a... Was he the, no, was, was he that was him. Was he, that you know, was him, like... like emoting. I think they genuinely the, emoting. Well, and I think they you know? did the thing of, like, you know, he was exhausted. He was had a lot... He's in the middle of a, of a revamp uh, tour. They call that damage control. That's what they call that. That press release is damage control. Yeah, he was exhausted. Yeah, Woody Hayes. Yeah, he, he punched that guy because he's a diabetic and he hadn't been on his meds. No, he punched that guy because he was a rage-filled old man. He was 63 years old punching a 21 year old on national television that was a moment man listen to this come on is that is that the is that the recording is, that the, is it the sound equipment no or is his voice that he probably refused a voice vo- they're like loaf you know we could play bad out of hell and just have you nope i'm going in fucking lubed up i'm ready for this he won't shut the fuck up look at that you got tom waits fucking over there is the mad hatter tom waits but it's probably uh is that trace atkins look at that patch Look at that jacket patch. Jesus Christ. That says, this is my homage to Axl Rose. <clears throat> it's weird. It's gaudy and Southern, you know, but, but I, in, in a way I like it. Like it's, it's, it's coming from a soulful place. But my first exposure to Meatloaf was again, musical guest, Saturday Night Live, 
Christopher Lee hosting. And he could never pronounce the name of the band. And the next band, Loaf. <laughs> he didn't, it was like, Meat Loaf and Meat. I, I, I don't think, he couldn't, inter, he couldn't introduce, he didn't. It was too weird for him. Yeah, he was yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on here? The band's called Meat Loaf, you know? I mean, I know people who love Meat Loaf. Carol Are we Gordon. going to the store or playing a fucking song here? I don't know. <laughs> but he, he died from COVID. Uh, was he in, was he in, ta- no, no, no. Was he in California? Was he I, here? Who? Uh, Meatloaf? Meatloaf. I think he was, because he, he was born in Texas. It seems like he'd be a Florida death with Saget. Saget and him were in Florida. It had to be a Florida death. I'm going to put on cable while we look this up here. I don't want to be too lagging with yeah. him. Who are the talk boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, look at Steve Harvey. He looks like Stevie Wonder with no hair. Uh, on Instagram, we have Judge Steve Harvey to watch too. Wow. Judge Steve Harvey, yeah, yeah has aired yeah, yeah. multiple episodes. We're three episodes into Judge Steve Harvey, the cleaning lady. We got a lot of TV league stuff to go through. I'm looking forward to it again with Meatloaf. I was thinking for you. Uh, you recall him, of course, in a in a Fight Club. Is that? Is no, I know the early '90s music videos okay. from like oh anything uh, for yeah. yeah. And now I do anything. <laughs> what was the choice of him being a vampire? He was like this kind of wolfman, oh, obese totally. vampire. And I would do. I'm like Phantom of the Opera. Like, I'm sure that was how he does pitched, seem like a know? guy that when you entered his house, he was like, <laughs> "Please draw the blinds down." <laughs> Draw the blinds down. You know, I mean, it might be someone who is truly that sensitive and affected. You know, I find that a little ridiculous. I mock that a goes lot, to the store you know? and he's always just like he's in the shadows. Do you have two percent milk? <laughs> I know he's, you know, it, <laughs> he might again. He's just that he's at Texas. Texas gets some good weirdos. There is a good weirdo in Texas, I would argue. You know, the, some about that culture, the type of person is sort of like find out where meatloaf died, and they're pride. I would assume he died at the hospital from the vid. Yeah, he died from COVID. So seventy-four years old. Wow, he looks good for seventy-four. Passed away Thursday. Um, let's try and get a place. Where what hospital? What kind of health care did Meatloaf have? Look at that yeah. fucking face. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a face that is. Let me show you guys what Meatloaf was getting into. So apparently, uh, he was the anti-mandate. He was an anti-mandate guy. What well, a big shock! Uh, look at that face. Jesus Christ! Well, he lost weight. Yeah, look at that. Fucking wasted off of him. The government fucking stole his fat. You know why I lost weight? Worrying about the government. <laughs> I should be allowed. To, I should be allowed to be as fat as possible. I don't think we got a place. Maybe he would just fucking died in a cabin. It is so bizarre to me. Uh, I died. Keith, at Te- I died on Ted Nugent's fucking compound. Uh, it is so bizarre to me. And Ted Nugent buttress my point too, of like stars from the seventies who sort of maybe they were always right wing assholes, but they're such right wing pricks now. In their age, they just something happened. Where they just became, they leaned hard into this right-wing image. I mean, Ted Nugent was deemed like a rocker. He was kind of like a wild man rocker, you know? But, like, that total right-wing streak in his brain, you know? And and being very into guns and how his identity tied into that. It's just crazy to me. Like, that arc of all these older performers who became... Didn't Johnny Rotten become kind of a right-wing Oh, totally. Not kind of. Like He's up there with... I think he's friends with, like, Pierce Morgan. Do you understand? Me and Pierce have... 
biscuits together. You know I mean, the Sex Pistols, the bad British accent, w- w- were dangerous. They were a dangerous band in the late '70s. Like authentically, like what the hell is going on? Like to them, if you want to talk like about it's the, 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 the decline you, of Western civilization, the Sex Pistols were one of the bands you thought about. You hit they your, were fucking dangerous. You hit it from your parents. Your parents would think you were doing drugs if they oh, found oh, out you were listening to the Sex Pistols. Absolutely. I mean, it was a dark. I mean, it was it was true British punk and like just what 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 England was like in the late 70s and how I'm going to go get the weed because I'm going to pack a bowl for halftime. Keep talking. future. I mean, they were and he turns into this just kind of weird, right? He's just a contrarian. You see, that's all part of it, too. It's it's the contrarian streak. You know, they think they're under attack. They're going to get defensive and hostile. And, you know, I have gone down that path, too. But their interpretation of it is just, I just disagree with it. You know, they, it's part of being a contrarian. Well, I'm not going to think like you. So, oh, I'll go with this side. Yeah, we're all going to take a side. That's right. We're going to do We're going to just take a side. And then the, then, I, then you have to lean into that side. It, well, I don't know. It's bizarre. I think we're at the point where when does it get resolved? being a contrarian is not necessarily cool anymore yeah exactly I and think like a good or, point. or like even like it used to be almost like the mr show of opinions to like yeah have like a weird fucking like you know i like dirt in my house like weird contrarian shit with everything of like i feel like the you remember the scum people that would sit around fucking like macarthur not macarthur but how la i am now yeah, yeah. wicker park in chicago yes. the gutter punks that were like pr- on purpose homeless. oh yeah yeah even that's though a form of contrarian kids. living yeah yes of like fuck the s- social constructs of everything i'm living on the train rails yeah fucking yeah i love having weird fucking goopy smelly shit between my kneecap pits and shit yeah, like that yeah 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 Where like exactly. every flaw becomes of like yeah i do this on purpose yeah i know which is type just, of thing and that just isn't cool anymore yeah and especially with comedy i feel like you you see someone who has these contrarian things and you're like oh god yeah because it's all been contraired it's yeah. all been contrarianed like yeah. there's no new opposite opinion to be like what the fuck like oh that's something i've never thought of before yeah yeah, yeah. we've all thought about it um oh, it's interesting it, so it, saget's it dead we got louie i'm closing windows here yeah yeah life with louie bg's done you want to you want to write about andy gibbs <laughs> discovered your fucking uh, uh, but I, I literally i got a 1990 we got a lot of tv history i found all of so all dumb. of ken burns baseball we got the frugal gourmet this guy got fucking accused of molestation wow uh people's court we're gonna contrast people's court and steve harvey's court uh, coming through. I'm just giving a preview of the second half here. Dun dun, <laughs> Judge Wapner. Dun dun, dude. Da-da. My grandpa loved the Wap. Americans like like this weird like uh, this judge thing. It, it's it's very much a, a manifestation. Hey, do you want to toss? You want to toss around while I fucking sure. Everybody. I can get it. Good toss. Look at that shit. Can you pull Absolutely. the mic up a little bit? I Absolutely. banged it. It's okay, man. Absolutely. And I guide it with a big guide button. Correct. Yeah, you double tap the OK and the guide will come up. You can do the full guide. Okay. I mean, I'm not against it. I'm not against a full guide. Sure. Uh, but they can only see in the corner with TV. So- hot bench. <laughs> Got a hot bench happening. For so long, you and me. This message is approved by me, Tart. Turn. 
<laughs> All these improv people that they get for these shows. Ooh, Lethal Weapon 1. Ooh, that might be something to watch. That, you can go up a, with the arrows. You're going by page here. Fucking really, now. really fucking crunching out these channels. Matrix. First Matrix is on. I felt too old. Like, oh, Sonny, here you go. You want to go Hallmark movie? Go, go up to Valentine's match. Ooh, yeah, well, we are getting close to Valentine's Day, aren't we? Absolutely. And you got yourself a V. This is true, Keith. I know. It's, if you wanted my special three wood, I'd give it to you. It's been uh, hung out there last night, you know. So I figured that you fucking you fucking stood me up for your girlfriend. Oh, no, no, no. I'm I, I actually yeah, no. I had to do work yesterday afternoon because I'm trying. yeah. Work on that pussy. No. <laughs> <laughs> you left yourself open for that one. Well, I had I golfed on Saturday or on Thursday morning, and then I, I uh, worked for about two and a half hours. What do you guys think of that burn in the chat? Like, so. You guys like that sex burn I just laid on Crocious? <laughs> no, it's. I been- get worried when the chat's not going because i think like oh did the stream fail no, no but our no. square is still green here. I, I think it's good though because people can gather themselves we can gather ourselves we don't talk over each other we actually listen i think that's a good thing that should build momentum for the show you know so uh but anyway uh yeah the andy <laughs> the andy gibb biopic which i'm sure there'll be a huge audience but i just again it is the cautionary tale of fame for young people that's why i think it might be relevant for people's the younger movie watching palette might relate to it. oh he's a young guy he's 21 thrust into and i think honestly back then maybe i'm because there were no other options like Everyone knew who Andy Gibb was. Like 80 million people knew who Andy Gibb was. I don't know how many people actually know that now. There's a lot of names being put out there. You have all these followers. All right, guys. We're back. It crashed. Now I know what I can't do during the stream. But I got, I got the filter up. I got I, what, okay. what I needed to have happen happened. Okay. Well, what, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, thanks for sticking by us and listening. One of our go-tos, and we have a spine to the show this week in TV history, TV standings. We we do a death motif. <laughs> we did well a lot of childhood talk, but we also like to watch a Hallmark movie on occasion because it it is obviously it, it's textbook hate watching on my part. I authentically hate watching Hallmark, but for some reason it still gives me some entertainment. If it's giving you an emotional response, it's doing something. It is doing something. So if your life is so hollow on the inside, so hollow that you have to watch a Hallmark movie to piss you off, well, this is what I do because I find it just annoying because there's something. Okay, you want to know why I find it annoying? I'm going to reveal something, Keith. Why I find it annoying? Because there's part of me, there's a little teeny, teeny part of me because my beef with Hallmark movies is they're so precious. They're so perfect. Again, if you transported me into the Hallmark world, I would actually throw up. I would get nauseous from like the lighting. My optic nerve would just be like, what's going on? The lights and colors and every coordination. It would be like too perfect, too perfect. But I got to admit it, the leading women in these shows, the leading women well, they're in these like shows. Green card. They're not green card, like foreign, <laughs> but they're like greeting card. Beautiful. They, they if really you, if make Norman them Rockwell look, painted a lady, it would yeah, look like yeah. one of these fucking Hallmark. Broads. They, they look like perfection in a certain way. So there's a tinge of that where I I watch it because I like looking at the leading woman, but the rest of it, it is just 99.9% crap. And it's very difficult for me. 
<laughs> because I find it just like their drinks they're having there and the colors and there's always a slice of lemon on your drink and everyone's got the lemon in the same part of the drink because it's all perfect and uniform. Isn't it nice? Life is so clean and perfect. I think it's the same voice I have for uh, <laughs> for followers on Instagram. It's a slight derivation. I think all of my voices when I'm mocking something are basically within that band. But I find Hallmark annoying. So we have a Hallmark movie on. And that long-winded, losing my train of thought. Natalie. Hey, you got to decide. It's always a decision, right? There's always a like a decision for the woman, you know? See, th- that's part of the thing that bothers me too, okay? Because this is part of my, my narrative. This is part of my narrative. What? Is for so long, you know, with a, uh, uh, in the field of amore, if you will, Keith, in the field of love for Adam Crocious, I always felt like I was the suitor. I was always the second guy. I was never the first guy. That, that, that was a narrative I had a lot, you know, when I was younger of things not working out. It's like, oh, she's deciding it and I'm not, I'm not that guy. You know, and oh, I'm nice to be around for a little bit because I'm kind of a nice guy. Oh, you know, I'm not threatening. And you're kind of handsome enough and you're intelligent enough, but you're, you're not. I have someone else. You see, and, and I want that someone else to see us together because then it's going to, you know, kind of make him a little bit peace. So do you want to take a break? You know, or no, no, wanna, man. Okay. I, I mean, in a little bit, but yeah, but not, do you want to run through? Do you want to take a break when your meter runs out? And then no, we no, can, we should do before the meter runs out. But but it, it's uh it, it's, well because your meter's running out in what thirty minutes yeah yeah so we yeah maybe in the next like fifteen to twenty minutes okay and then you do your meter we'll do a second half of exactly the show. exactly okay that's exactly what I'm saying. can you add me- money to a meter oh yeah yeah absolutely I, I like I, that seems weird and arbitrary You're like no you got to wait till it runs out before you fucking well add exactly money. exactly that's what I want to add exactly I want to add it more towards the end because we can have a longer second half too you see I'm thinking about the show but yeah it, it uh, so I the game we play is identify the plot that's that's and i feel like we should well, i should be about better valentine's too well, so valentine's, there's really one plot it's usually like it's a choice it's like the same christmasy it's just with valentine's instead of christmas an overworked professional woman goes on vacation and uh, you know thinks business about everything and then meets like a weird tom cruisey bartender <laughs> he makes her dance yeah. i don't like dancing and then they dance and, and she's then, like oh it's kind of fun yeah yeah and, but then she also meets a different guy too there's always the choice and certainly valentine's day is going to be who's the choice this this ken doll or that ken doll which ken doll are you going to choose from and i was always you can hear the vitriol in my voice i always felt like i was the suitor i i had that happen several times to me several times consistent enough i can think of at least six to seven times in my romantic life where i was made that person and maybe that's that's maybe that doesn't uh, but uh, but I had that experience. So when I see this, I, I feel like Hallmark is like that decision. You can't delineate the commercials between like the actual thing. Like the commercials seem like the Hallmark movie. <laughs> they just blend in because you're absolutely right. Like, Dude, hydroxy cut. They brought that back. That was a hydroxy cut commercial. That shit's like wow. speed. Wow. That's like straight wow. diet pills, son. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure it's like I'm sure the FDA approved that. That was a Trump era regu- deregulation going on. So here's click- what we need to have, you know. So yeah. do you want me to run through some TV league stuff while we fucking sure, do this? Sure, sure, yeah. But then we also, so I want to. What do I? We're gonna guess the plot, okay? They're in a, it's a country setting. They're at a barn. 
Again, a woman oh, is We could do some adjacent Saget stuff she, while we do this. She, she's an event planner. This woman is an event planner in this one who has to make a choice between this assistant or this other guy, you know? And so you kind of know it's going to be the other guy. Uh, but, you know, there's enough intrigue, but she has to make the choice. But then let, how, what happens to the guy who's rejected on, on Hallmark? You know, so I'm going to say projecting into it. I'm probably totally wrong. So I'm going to say <laughs> that it's about a girl who is helping someone redesign his bar because I saw them in a bar and she already has a, a boyfriend or something. They're kind of on the rock. She uh, came to the bar, broken up with him. And the guy who she's helping is this weird scatterbrained, but he's so passionate about his bar. Yeah. And that passion is going to seep into her. Okay. I like I like that. That's a good arc. Well done. The only thing I disagree with on that is I think she's an event planner. I don't think she's redoing bars, but I think she's an event planner that has to do this kind of stressful event. And again, there's a choice between two men, maybe a local man or some guy working at a company that she works at. Uh, so I think it's event planner versus, I guess a key difference, event planner versus a you know bar you know whatever redoer or whatever so info i hit info did we, did i hit info yep Here it is. okay fired from her job as a reality tv host the woman returns home for valentine's God! day and finds herself running a town festival auction with her ex-fiance isn't that isn't it's like close to both of exactly what i know so what's interesting about it is i feel like we're, we're kind of in the ballpark where we can never quite nail it and that you know something i, I, I want to challenge us teeth i want to challenge us on the show this is improving the show we got to get better better at our hallmark predictions but you're right together we're always in the ballpark we always have like three or four dimensions right the, the fired from a job that, that that is news to me that 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 one that was that it started hard with that too it's like ooh that's a pretty big dilemma i wouldn't want to be fired uh, but, but uh but again a, a planning an event choices back to hometown it's always going back to your hometown it's like the small town girl who's gone to like urban america and i'm just struggling here with my country ways i'm just so simple in the city and if i go back to the country i feel like that's who it appeals to am i on to something yeah yeah i think i'm on and housewives suburban yeah, people yeah, a lot of yeah, suburbs yeah, people suburban uh, yeah yeah absolutely a lot of a lot of women that are like stuck with six kids and yeah. their, their husbands in jail yeah. and Ooh. these are like the one this is like the only pure happiness in their life so they, they really relate to these movies yeah, i don't like to throw the suburbs all under the bus like i used to when i was younger uh well that's where all the that's guy. where all the school bus routes are is the yeah. suburbs <laughs> But but can, I, it's easy to throw people under the bus because they're everywhere out there. It, it is also there. There's definitely a difference. Some suburbs are actually hip and cool. Some are struggling. Some are rougher on the edges. I feel like Hallmark appeals more to the rougher on the edges suburb. Yeah. Than like than like your Oak Park or like your Evanston. You're kind of those are kind of like hip established. You know, it's older money there. You know, it's established money, generational wealth. Now it's got a good 80, 100, 120 years of like just wealth being there as opposed to I feel like this appeals more to the uh, the more run down suburb. I don't I, I, how should I why? Because I think this appeals to the fantasy life a little more. You know, I mean, hey, listen, I liked Fantasy Island. It is a ridiculous show. Here's why people nine. like fantasy, because in the real world, you have Hulk Hogan uh, saying that Bob Saget, Betty White, Sidney Poitier, and I'm sure Meatloaf and fucking. Uh, 
uh, Louis Anderson are going to be next. They all died from the vaccine, from the jab. The oh, jab, is, is they call said? it. That's what he said. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hogan appears to share conspiracy theory about Bob Saget's oh, death. God. Um, at this time, there's no evidence of drug use or foul play. That's what they say about Saget. I'm trying to get some Hulk Hogan quotes here. Uh, Hulk Hogan. So someone com- someone made a tweet. Uh, well, many directions we can go with this, but this I will take jab for 500 Alex. That's like a random tweet said about his death. And then Hulk Hogan commented, which it just said that Hulk Hogan comments on Who random people's tweets. Tweet? Some dude oh, named yeah. Alex 94 okay. yeah. dick face. Yeah. We're just a random guy. That's why it's stranger that like Hulk Hogan is commenting on random people's Facebook yeah, pages. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It, it reveals something about and him. And Facebook, by the way. What are you, 70? He actually yeah. is, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hogan read the comment. 100% Betty and Sydney were also jabbed. Uh, they're dropping like flies, but they'll never say it. He was on Reddit. He he was Hulk, Hulk Hogan was on, on the Reddit. They'll, they'll never sell that is toxic. That is toxic. Maybe they did die from it. I don't know who, you know, yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they had a compromised immune system. You know, it's just like they weren't killed by the government. The government told them to kill themselves, man. And the government came in in the middle of the night, killed them, man. They just kill you. Like these weird paranoid sort of, as if a company, and those as are if the a same company people. does nothing wrong. Those are also you know? the same people that will also be like, but I don't trust him with my tax dollars. So you don't trust them to fix a pothole. Yeah. But you'll trust them to do these intricate like <laughs> shadow kills. Yeah, they can do that though. Again, they're too busy doing the shadow kills to yeah. do the simple stuff like fix a highway. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, that's you're right. Government botches things up. That's a different discussion than like, man, they're just coming. That is all done by again by extremely wealthy interests. None of these opinions exist in Hallmark movies is yeah. what is really yeah. what I'm getting at. <laughs> because what's her name? Daphne or, or Brad Pitt. Hit the or, info. You can see who this is. It does look like the chick from the notebook. Bethany Joy Lenz. God. Luke McFarland. They all have three names. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just go back to OK now. And it'll come on. You, yeah, you exit. You go to exit. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah, it just. Uh, oh, my Brooks, God. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Anyway, uh, we're actually both gay. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you actually caught us at a really awkward time. I was just actually she coming She comes here. up on them. A young woman devastated over a recent divorce we'll have thinks meet. she's fallen in love with someone who, in fact, is closeted and gay. We'll but, have to meet another time, Axel. We, 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 <laughs> I just got a good idea. I got a good idea, I think, for a network. I got a good idea for a network. It would be the anti-Hallmark network, where it's actually, yeah, it's people who have these dilemmas, and they make even worse choices like not like oh a good choice like these are soft dilemmas to have that you're watching i want it to be like bad decisions bad choices or you think you're making the right decision but in fact no it's the wrong choice you know your your life is going to be bad again you know it's not going to be good you're not going to solve your problems in a neat little hour you know i I think that that that, to me to me that is uh funny maybe it's just me but i think that, that could actually work uh, I'm I'm ch- I'm commenting. Rob Aponte texted me. <laughs> I crashed the stream, but fixed it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, uh, and just she's just getting gifts and like, oh, I love just getting knickknacks. Don't you love just getting knickknacks? Oh, and it's always like 
This is the inside of a sand dollar. I used to go sand dollar fishing with my mother who died of breast cancer. I actually, she dropped the sand dollar from her fucking bony cancerous fingers the moment she died. And I've carried it with me for years and years and years. And now I'm giving it to you because you seem like a really good person. I think my mother would want me to give it to you. This is me subtly asking for your hand in marriage. And I'll be able to smooch you at the end of the movie. But it's just little, these little goofy knickknacks and stuff. It's just, yeah, I, these would go well. Like, I feel like suburban Denver would be a hot market for like Hallmark movies. You know, like certain caliber of city. You know, I may, I'm sure New York and LA has your Hallmark watchers. But like, oh, but, totally. But I feel like Dallas. Uh, uh, the city Houston? not necessarily because the people no, that no, are the suburbs the suburbs they I'm have saying, people yeah. making the movies out here but oh totally yeah. you're fucking uh you're uh you're el cerritos you're fucking mexican a lot of mexicans probably love hallmark yeah making fun of the waito <laughs> shit a lot of white girl shit not a latino in sight on these movies <laughs> yeah no or if it is it's like very it's you know it's desi arnett it's i don't know <laughs> i give desi arnett's credit you know what i mean for just like yeah and apparently they his... were like fuck hounds Oh, the, the, the together. Like, was this airport today? So they had a, a hot sex. Oh, life. they had a very healthy sexual relationship. I hear. Good for them, you know. Good oh, for the Ricardo. Yes, they made a shit ton of money. Desilu Productions. Was, they created a daytime syndication. They, they, they I mean, that is uh, whatever. They are impressive business people. You know, there's no doubt about that. I, when I think of Lucille Ball, though, I think of her trying to playing a bag lady on made-for-TV movies. <laughs> I guess she was a total alcoholic. Like, she was just a complete drunk. She just drank herself to death, I think. <laughs> Aponte says, I need to lower your camera. You know. this so, we got a fucking film director watching okay, the show here. here we go. Yeah, but, but it... Oh, sorry, man. Oh, yeah, don't kick it, don't kick it over. It yep. Yeah, but, but it... Uh, that's interesting to know that they had a good sex life. It took me off. It, you know, it was, you know. <laughs> now we can see more of Crocious's lap. If he gets yep. a boner, we'll know. Exactly. Get the bone. Get the bone, man. So we're about 17 minutes into the second, the first half, second half. Yeah. Okay. So now we're about an hour 20 in. So yeah, maybe we Would should, you, we should you wind want, it down. Yeah, it's wind it down. Let's do your meter. Yeah. And then we'll come back for the second half. Exactly. In the second half, we're going to do TV history. And TV league. And TV league. Let me, I got commercials Absolutely. lined up here, too. And I think there's also a couple of football teams. Do you want to go? Discussion on. Would you agree with that? I got E late night commercials from February 2004. And I got Fox Sportsnet Northwest commercials from 1999. So what was the first one? Fucking late night E commercials from 2004. I like that. Let's go with yeah, that. let's do that. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back here uh, probably about ten minutes, fifteen minutes. We'll see. We're gonna we're gonna poop, pee, do do all that shit. Uh, we'll be back on the other side. On the next all new Celebrities Uncensored nineteen, the Governor flirts with danger. Ashton's hounded to the hills. It's messed up that you're gonna sell it to a fan. And Deborah Messing trips up the paparazzi. See your favorite stars in a different light. Celebrities Uncensored nineteen, all new Wednesday at ten on E. Warning, this video contains adult content not suitable for children. Tired of the same old beaches filled with hot young girls willing to bear it all? Of course you're not. Introducing Girls Gone Wild Endless Spring Break. The action never ends when the hottest real school girls hit the beach by day and the wildest parties by night. The surprises are endless in the sexiest Girls Gone Wild yet. And it's yours on video or DVD for only $9.99. 
Use your credit card, and you'll also get the all-new Girls Gone Wild road trip absolutely free. Climb on board the Girls Gone Wild party bus and witness sexy co-eds getting naked in over 50 college towns across America. You've never seen a Girls Gone Wild video like this one. Girls Gone Wild just keeps getting better, and you still get both videos for only $9.99. Then be the first to receive the hottest Girls Gone Wild videos every month. No minimum to buy, and all videos have a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you're over 18, call 1-800-593-0530 to get the all-new Girls Gone Wild endless spring break on video or DVD for only $9.99. Use your credit card to get Road Trip absolutely free. Call 1-800-593-0530 or order online at the brand new girlsgonewild.com. Tonight, I'm going to do something just for me. I'm going to Live Links. It's the best place to meet local singles, and you can try it for free. You don't need to go out to have a good time. Just pick up your phone and call Live Links. There are so many fun and exciting singles on all the time. You can always connect live with someone local. Try Live Links for free and meet someone special right now. Try Live Links free. 1-800-210-1010. Boulevard Media, 18+. plus. VIP room, redefined. Bailey's Minis, original Bailey's and four mini bottles. Please drink responsibly. I just bought a boxer for a buck. Gene Shallot raves against the ropes is the best time I've had at the movies this year. Nobody acts surprised that we won. And Roger Ebert gives it thumbs up against the ropes. Ready PG-13 this Friday, only in theaters. Remember your first time? The Phantom of the Opera, Broadway's most haunting love story at the Majestic Theater. Laura Flynn Boyle. So good to be back. <laughs> the True Hollywood Story, all new, Sunday at 8, only on E! On the next all-new Celebrities Uncensored 19, the governator flirts with danger. Ashton's hounded to the hilt. It's messed up that you're going to sell it to a fan. And Deborah Messing trips up the paparazzi. See your favorite stars in a different light. Celebrities Uncensored 19, all-new, Wednesday at 10 on E! We love you, Quiznos. Mm, 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 mm. Toasty. The difference between natural and stay natural? 16 hours. Stay natural makeup. It's color stay. Lightweight, flawless, won't rub off. So you stay naturally beautiful. Only Revlon makes it. Only you make it. Unforgettable. This is Labatt Blue, the clean, crisp lager imported daily from Canada. It's refreshing, honest taste. Cut. <sighs> No, I really didn't feel that one. Uh, can we record it again? Let's get some more blue in there. Oh, that's good beer. Anna Nicole is back with the skinny on her dramatic weight loss. Anna Bears All, all new Sunday at 10 on E. If you don't have an arrow bed, how do you sleep at night? It's a guest bed, an overnight bed, the instant anytime, anywhere bed. Just plug it in, push the button, and you have a comfortable extra bed in less than one minute. It's even adjustable with our exclusive one-touch comfort control. And it can hold up to 650 pounds. But it stores away quickly and easily in just seconds. Available at this fine retailer.
Now available on DVD, The Dice Man, Andrew Dice Clay. A classic performance never shown on TV. How can I get this? How can you get this? It's very simple. Call toll-free 1-866-DVD-DICE or if the line's busy, order online at DiceDVD.com. I'll put that up against that Ginsu knife any day. Only $14.95 plus shipping and handling. That's when you call me, honey. One Night with Dice, your favorite Dice classics and Dice Man material available only on this DVD. Hollywood toast their own at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. I think I can get used to this. <laughs> but before the honors go on inside, the action is on the red carpet outside. I really didn't know what to expect. Join Alicia Davis and John Burke live from the red carpet, the Screen Actors Guild Awards, Sunday at 4 on E. Laura Flynn Boyle. So good to be back. <laughs> the True Hollywood Story, all new, Sunday at 8, only on E. Just got a lot more affordable during the Subaru all-wheel driveway. Subaru, driven by what's inside. Dear DirecTV, cable says reception quality is poor with satellite TV. Lies! My reception is way better with DirecTV than it ever was with cable. Sincerely, John Amenta. <laughs> Did I capture the guy's anger? Yeah? Thank you. Get a three-room DirecTV system installation and three months of HBO free. Cut! Just feel the music. If we mix what you do with what I do, I really think we'd have something. Havana Nights, rated PG-13. In theaters, February 27th. Why do I choose citrus cell fiber caplets for regularity? I start with just two caplets per dose, compared to five with Metamucil. And unlike Metamucil, citrus cell fiber can't ferment to cause excess gas. Citrus cell, regularity without excess gas. We have 170 kinds of beer from all over the world. Call me when you're ready. I'm ready. Call the Sam Adams. Yeah. You can go around the world and not find a better beer than Samuel Adams. Always a good decision. This one has tons of storage space. Great. The chefs will love that. Chefs? We have a lot of washers and dryers, too. Best Buy has a large selection of Whirlpool appliances, including the Whirlpool Duet washer and dryer, able to wash 16 pairs of jeans in a single load. Thousands of possibilities. Get yours. Best Buy. Laura Flynn Boyle. So good to be back. <laughs> the True Hollywood Story. All new. Sunday at 8. Only on E! Laura Flynn Boyle. So good to be back. <laughs> the True Hollywood Story. All new. Sunday at 8. Only on E. 
On the next all-new Celebrities Uncensored 19, the governator flirts with danger. Ashton's hounded to the hill. It's messed up that you're going to no. sell it to a fan. And Deborah Messing trips up the paparazzi. See your favorite stars in a different light. Celebrities Uncensored 19, all-new, Wednesday at 10 on E. Excuse me. Hi. Can I see that laptop? Sure. You can access the internet all around your house. It's wireless networking. Did you say wireless? I'm free, I'm free. Not just a puppet on a screen, no ties to anything. Find your freedom. Get a $150 rebate with any laptop at Best Buy. Thousands of possibilities. Get yours. Warning, this video contains adult content not suitable for children. Tired of the same old beaches filled with hot young girls willing to bear it all? Of course you're not. Introducing Girls Gone Wild Endless Spring Break. The action never ends when the hottest real school girls hit the beach by day and the wildest parties by night. The surprises are endless in the sexiest Girls Gone Wild yet and it's yours on video or DVD for only $9.99. Use your credit card and you'll also get the all-new Girls Gone Wild road trip absolutely free. Climb on board the Girls Gone Wild party bus and witness sexy co-eds getting naked in over 50 college towns across America. You've never seen a Girls Gone Wild video like this one. Girls Gone Wild just keeps getting better and you still get both videos for only $9.99. Then be the first to receive the hottest Girls Gone Wild videos every month. No minimum to buy and all videos have a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you're over 18, call 1-800-593-0530 to get the all-new Girls Gone Wild Endless Spring Break on video or DVD for only $9.99. Use your credit card to get Road Trip absolutely free. Call 1-800-593-0530 or order online at the brand new girlsgonewild.com. Tonight, I'm going to do something just for me. I'm going to Live Links. It's the best place to meet local singles, and you can try it for free. You don't need to go out to have a good time. Just pick up your phone and call Live Links. There are so many fun and exciting singles on all the time. You can always connect live with someone local. Try Live Links for free and meet someone special right now. Try Live Links free. 1-800-210-1010. Boulevard Media, 18 plus. Tomorrow on E! At 8, Sharon Stone's True Hollywood Story. At 9, Hollywood Love Story, Hot and Hitched. And at 10, Celebrity Yearbook, School of Hard Knocks. Dotic Sirens, Tinseltown Rebels, and the event you've been waiting for. Join Joan and Melissa live from the red carpet, the Academy Awards, February 29th at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. E's got the red carpet covered. Join us all day before the biggest night in Hollywood. Countdown from the red carpet, the Academy Awards. All day, February 29th at 12 noon, 9 Pacific. E's got the red carpet covered. Samuel Adams, always a good decision. The Passion of the Christ. Bring it on. Peace in theaters, Wednesday, February 25th. Coming back in a few minutes, guys. Keith Pazel's podcast. The Axe Effect. Axe deodorant body spray. 
Anna Nicole is back with the skinny on her dramatic weight loss. Anna Bears All, all new Sunday at 10 on E. If you were born between 1919 and 1964, call now to get free information about the Silver Care Plan. The average funeral now costs over $6,000, but your survivors may only be able to receive government death benefits of up to $300, leaving your loved ones to pay the balance. You can protect your loved ones with a Silver Care Plan. It pays tax-free cash that can be used for final and any other expenses. The last thing I'd want to do is leave my wife or kids with bills. It's easy to get, and you don't even have to take a medical exam. In times like these, it's so important to plan ahead. With the Silver Care Plan, your rates will never increase, your plan cannot be canceled, and coverage starts as soon as you're accepted. Protect your loved ones. Call now to get free information about the Silver Care Plan. Call 1-800-622-5700. Laura Flynn Boyle. So good to be back. <laughs> the True Hollywood Story. All new, Sunday at 8, only on E! On the next all-new Celebrities Uncensored 19, the Governor flirts with danger. Ashton's hounded to the hill. It's messed up that you're going to Yo. sell it to a fan. And Deborah Messing trips up the paparazzi. See your favorite stars in a different light. Celebrities Uncensored 19, all-new, Wednesday at 10 on E! Jessica Shepard is an expert on the criminal mind. There's been another murder. But her latest case... The crime scene is clean. What do the victims have in common? Just me. ...doesn't fit the familiar profile. Somebody has been following me. Is that why people keep dying around you? Because this time, all the clues point to her. The last person I saw him with looked like you. Ashley Judd, Samuel L. Jackson, Andy Garcia. Did you kill these men? <laughs> That's Friday, February 27th. The Superstar Kids are back with Superstar Kids Volume 2, singing their versions of your favorite radio Disney hits, including songs made popular by Hilary Duff, Clay Aiken, Michelle Branch, and more. Songs like So Yesterday, Invisible, Are You Happy Now, and many more. Plus, Superstar Kids 2 also includes five bonus karaoke tracks, so you can sing along at home and be a superstar. Superstar Kids 2 is the follow-up to the original Superstar Kids album which features songs like Get the Party Started, Skater Boy, Jenny from the Block, and many more. You can call the number on your screen to order both the original Superstar Kids and the all-new Superstar Kids Volume 2 with five bonus karaoke tracks, all G-rated for $24.98. As a part of this special TV offer, you'll also receive the Cheetah Girls Karaoke CD free with your paid order. All right. That's three okay. CDs of $45 value, oh, all yeah, for $24.98. Can you see Oh, we're here, friend. Oh, I could see you. Garen. Is my mic on or anything? Yeah, you're good. Can yeah, you not it, hear? I can't hear. I can't hear. That's just it. I mean, it's... These are for you. I, I should know Thanks. what to do with this. I've been doing it forever. You got room for these? Desi Arnaz. Can you hear now? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I start with Desi Arnaz. I, I still have that, that, that hot Lucy, uh, Ricky Ricardo sex talk. It's still yeah, in they my were, brain. Yeah, they were hot in the sack. Like hot, like like 50 sex, you know, just, oh, you know, it must have been kind of dirty. <laughs> All hairy and like just, oh, like just a lot of so makeup. So welcome to the and, second half here, everybody. Well, uh, we're here. We're going to watch. We got some sports to talk about 
So I figure we put a, a, let me see how much you can see. This is a game from 1994 or 96. This is the Jaguars versus Broncos in the divisional playoffs. Oh, I, I like this. I was living in LA at the time. And I, Dick Emberg. Brunel, the, the one, he was like the first of the touted uh, Packer backup quarterbacks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of him, like Hasselback had a career and, uh, I think Ty Detmer had a little bit of a career, yeah. I believe. And yeah, no, I, yeah, that was all. It was there was Ty Detmer, and wasn't there a Coy Detmer? Yeah, absolutely. The De- Detmer brothers, absolutely. Coy played. Ty for Detmer Colorado. was like the all-time college football's all-time leading passer for a long time. Oh, for right? absolutely, and he played for the uh, BYU, and he, he he got those records in the late eighties. He won. A, I think he won a Heisman Trophy. I think in ninety. I want to say uh, they beat Miami of Florida. BYU beat Miami of Florida, like in nineteen ninety, when Miami the, the of Florida crime Miami was of like Florida, was yeah. the U was the flat. They're Mormon white. Okay, here's the thing about it though. I always feel like BYU has a little bit of an unfair advantage because they have guys who are like twenty five and twenty six years old playing on the team. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, yeah. That, oh, this, yeah, this is in Denver. You know, I mean, they, they have guys who are like they have three kids and shit. You're, you're playing a 19, 20, 21 year old. You're four to five years older than them. That's a big difference at that age. That's a very big difference. You're a man at 25, 26, 21. You're still kind of a teenage goof. You know, I still think they need to bring back the fucking orange crush yeah. uniforms. Yeah, yeah. This was the last year of them. They actually changed them losing this game. They changed their uniform for that reason. They I thought believe. it was like a curse. Yeah, I just like hey. We got to change, change our look, up. Yeah. you know, just, uh, you know, and, and as superficial as that may be, I think it actually Natron makes an impact. Means. An impact. I think he went to my middle school, Natron Means. Really? You, you have to admit, you have to admit, that's one of the greatest football names ever. Oh, Natron totally. Means? Totally. Mean is in his last name. That, that ain't no like, nickname. That's his actual name. It, it sounds like someone green. who definitely like you can carry something on Natron Means' back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's uh, and I got a feeling he Natron, was born in rubble. Sim- Paul McGuire was still on the fucking team. Young Phil Sims, Jesus. Dick Emberg. Jesus. Emberg's dead. Look at that. Just really company men with the jackets. Yeah, absolutely. Now they let them wear like their normal clothes. Yeah. But we're talking about this. We're watching this because yeah. we've had movement in both of a lot of the NFL, actually. There's absolutely. been owners, fucking GMs, coaches getting fired. Yep. Uh, and both of our alma maters, our professional alma maters, made some fucking moves. Uh, that time when I tried out for the Vikings in 1991. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, the so Vikings the, the and the Bears, Bears. The Bears cleaned house. Or as I call them, the Queens and the Bears. So anyway. Yeah, you don't have a name for the Bears. No, because I actually, you want to know why? You, you respect them. I, I kind of, I hated them as a, like, honestly, Keith, the hatred I had towards the Green Bay Packers was equivalent towards the Bears, like in 1986 and shit, when they were at the height of their well, greatness. Well, because Peyton made you cry so much. And I hated them. But but I actually, having lived in Chicago for many years, I, I, I kind of have a, I have a respect for them. I have respect for the Bears, you know? I so They're much more tolerable than the, than the Packers. I didn't realize. And they're one of the original teams, you know? I, mean, I didn't realize how old John Elway was at the time, like watching these. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a tail end of his career. I didn't know he was like, but even towards that, even it being, he was like, he played till he was almost 40. Yeah, he played uh, two more. He played in 97 and in 98, too, and then he retired. Yeah. I, I, I always think 99 because the Super Bowl was actually in 1999. Yeah. So I always think like, oh, he played until then. But yeah, which, which he did. But that was his last year. He was. Uh, but I mean, I think he had played 17. Years. He played from 83 to, to 98. So I got 16 seasons he played. That's a lot. You've had a long career. Roethlisberger career. 
uh, that, that that came to an end. No one really gave a shit. Did he officially say I'm done? I, I, I it was rumored. I, I think it's going to be the watch case. him be one of those guys that like, no, I think I can get a job somewhere else. <laughs> so the so let me get because my vibes of the Bears cleaning house, they fired no nationalist yeah. Ryan Pace. Exactly. He can go off and be <laughs> he can read. He can write. He can write Stacy Keach and join his fucking American <laughs> history. X. Yeah, he can write Turner Diaries Part Two. Yeah, that's it. It's always been his lifelong dream. Matt you ever Nagy read the got Turner fired. Diaries? Yeah, but I think Bears fans were optimistic for about two hours. So George McCaskey had yeah. a press conference. It went horrible because he essentially said we needed a change, but we're going to not really change anything like we needed to change things up, but we're going to do things the exact same way we did it with Matt Nagy. We're going to get Bill Poley and another 80 year old man <laughs> who thought Lamar Jackson should play wide receiver who actually won an MVP at quarterback. He thought he should change to wide receiver. We're going to get that genius to help, which I will yeah. say over the weeks I've softened to Polian at least yeah. if they fully let Bill Polian take the reins of this, that wouldn't it be could good. actually, well, it actually might because <laughs> Polian has a history of hiring good head coaches. Yeah. Yeah. The, and then, but we got other scary shit uh, of Mike Lombardi, who used to be a front office guy. <laughs> He's hearing from other, for people that have been interviewed by the bears that they're not asking correct questions that they're the bears are really are hard up about scouting i guess they keep asking about scouting in the interviews and mike lombardi said like you know the general manager that's not really his job yeah gen- yeah like the general manager needs to worry about other stuff so if you're going in there thinking about like well how are you going to scout this person like you're at- so a lot of people that have gone in for interviews have been like you know they're really kind of not really asking the right questions yeah it was just kind of foreboding of people being like i don't know man like yeah yeah they seem kind of dumb during the interview yeah yeah what well, yeah it, it putting the toe in the water and the initial feedback is it's not positive right it's been it's only been two weeks it's been two weeks for both the vikings and for the Bears. And it looks and so. like they wanted two people from the Colts. They wanted that Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator from the Colts, and they want their, like, again, a scouting director. They want, like, the scouting coach, college pro personnel scout for the Colts. You know, here's the thing. It, it really seems like the Chicago Bears are really, the like, they usually take one or two things, and out of the list of complaints from a season, they usually pick one or two things. That like is to the thing address. they focus on. Yeah. And I think they're focusing on everybody being like Ryan Pace hasn't hit on any of these early first round picks. Yeah. Because I've heard seen the quote specifically that they want the Colts guy because he's hit on first and second round picks consistently. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, there but is then just hire a scout. Then here's the thing about it, though, too. Uh, one of the things and my brother and I talk about this a lot, the Packers do very well. One of the things that they obviously, you know, having, you know, ama- Tony Baselli. God, Leon Searcy, yeah. Dave Wydell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Rich Tolisky, two of those, two of those five people are dead. Oh, yeah. They, There's yeah. no way. They had heart attacks. Yeah, this is 25 years ago. Old mile high. I, th- I thought yeah. the stadium was actually a mile tall. <laughs> Mark Brunel, Natron means Jimmy Smith and McCardell. So they had decent receivers. Smith and McCardell were decent. They, they, I mean, Jimmy Smith, I think, has like... I think they have a combined like seventeen hundred receptions, or I mean, they were very good, very oh, good yeah. players. You know, they were good players. But, <clears throat> but again, uh, I was thinking about the, with, with the Vikings, what they what they have done is uh, whatever. I, I watched the p- press conference from the Wolves, the, the team they, they own the own Ziggy. The, uh, yeah, they own the They're team. Owned by was, Ziggy. It, they have three brothers, the three Wolf brothers, who were uh, 
shopping mall developers in New Jersey. So I'm sure they have no mafia connections whatsoever. I'm sure there's nothing mobbed up about the Minnesota Vikings in any way, shape, or form. These weird white fans up there that want to Christianize them. Like, why, why is it when you cheer for something, you have to project, ah, they're such a flawed organization in such a weird way. Such a weird way. I think they've done some pretty good forays into interviews for GMs. I think they've had two head coaching interviews and like four GM interviews. They interviewed that woman from uh, the Eagles who was actually oh, that's a 33-year-old. Nice. Progressive. And she's, uh, she was worked in the front office for the Montreal Alouettes and the Toronto Argonauts before the Eagles got her. But she's risen. She's very much into the analytics of football. The analytics of football is her thing, you know, so they did. I don't know. I, you know, I think it's somewhat intriguing of a decision. I don't know. I mean, it's young. I, you know, I, I, how do you measure things now? Ooh, in look, terms you were of, allowed to pop the quarterback. Th- th- there then. is something there is something to you, you got to be able to develop players. But where my brother and I talk about this long winded point to get there with the Packers, what they do well beyond having the quarterback, they always seem to get good free agent signings who play well at the end of the season. They do it every fucking year. So they got some board where it's not the guys who are on rosters now. You know all the practice squads and you know guys who are doing UPS delivery and they have a way of like, they always get like three or four guys at the end of the season that like contribute to the team. Their depth is always very good. It also helps having a legendary quarterback. That helps a lot. You mask a lot of flaws when you don't have a Pro Bowl quarterback, back-to-back Pro Bowl quarterbacks, or you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. You have legendary quarterbacks back-to-back. 30 years of legendary quarterback play. This is not going to happen again. And anyway, but my point is, as I digress, is uh, I think the, you know, the Vikings, whatever, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of new... A lot came out about why they fired Zimmer and Spielman. They didn't talk the last three months of the season, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah and like, Just completely on the yeah, different page. Yeah, yeah. And like, he does not like Kellen Mond. That's why he deactivated him for the last game of the season. It was a fuck you to Spielman. They also talk about his history. There were six offensive coordinators with the Vikings over eight years. Norv Turner. Well, he's not like an offensive guy, No, right? he's not. But, but, he, but yet he mucks it I up. I bet you he's one of these guys who thinks like these rah-rah offenses are a fad Let's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On yes. the bear. Yeah. In the end, defenses will win out, which I think it's statistically I've always been saying it, but I think they've shown that uh, five of the top 10 defenses didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. You know, you know, how do you measure a good defense? It's not just total yards, turnovers. It's not just that. There's sort of a certain, you know, there's a certain dominance. You, if you're going to do it with defense, it's got to be overwhelming talent. You need like three or four yeah. Hall of Fame guys on your team and, and a bunch of very good support players too. So I he just, called uh, George McCaskey. Sorry yeah, to interrupt you. He yeah. called uh, he called Olin Kurtz a liar during the press conference, <laughs> and then they edited it out during the YouTube videos because there was a story that the McCaskey. He's offered Olin Krutz $15 an hour to uh, coach linemen during at training camp. Wow. And then they confronted him with that story. Yeah. And they said, he goes, I think anything that Olin says you need to take with a grain of salt. Uh, uh, and like, I think he even said he's a habitual liar. Yeah. Uh, and then Olin Krutz, I guess it stems from this argument they had because George McCaskey used to be the head of the ticket office, huh, yeah. which shows you. How that's another frustrating thing. Yeah, yeah. He said that the new GM will report directly to him. So they don't need a president of football operations because they're going to report directly to me. Ted's going to be off building the new stadium. And then he also said that's old school. Man. So he that's said old school. So he goes, the GM's going to report to me and I'm going to evaluate him. But then they asked him, like, so what do you think qualifies you for that? And he goes, well, I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. <laughs> 
but you just said you're going to be evaluating the football. Gary Zimmerman and Mark Schlereth. So Gary Zimmerman's in the Hall of Fame. Tom Nalen. Yeah, I know that name. Brian Habib. Two ex-Vikings. Those are those names. Two ex-Vikings. At the time that you think you're always going to remember. And then you were like, oh, yeah, I fucking Tom Nalen. Where the yeah, fuck yeah. is that guy? What, yeah. what lazy yeah. boy chair is that guy fused to I, I'm at this sure, point? <laughs> I'm sure he's drooling CTE, CTE. It is, yeah, his brain next, is next now to Mongo. melted. Yeah, God, no kidding. That, that was a crazy that story. That fucking floored you. Yeah, absolutely it did, man. Because he's like a fucking, he's someone that I remember. He's a famed player on the 85 Do Bears. you remember when he professional wrestled? A very was little bit. Had sure. a little dog. <laughs> He's one of those people that was bad, but they still needed his name, yeah, so they yeah. made him. An Clyde announcer. Simmons is on this from the from the Eagles. Clyde Simmons, Dana Hall. You got oh, a Kevin Hardy from Illinois. Kevin Hardy, I think, went to my middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was a very good football player. D- Dana Hall, Mickey. Yeah, I remember some of these guys. Jesus Christ, Chris Hudson, who played for Colorado. University of Colorado. I saw him play in college. He was a pretty good player. He's a good athlete. Obviously, he's in the NFL. But, I mean, this, this was... Elway, like, he's the one guy where I get what people mean when they say prototypical. Oh, yeah. Like, you watch him and you're like, yeah, that's like a toy. He's like a toy quarterback out there. Yeah, it, it's... Uh... Red Cashin is our referee. I watched some of the drive. I watched some of the drive. Jammed him into those pants before the game. Red, he's out there like a Pillsbury (laughs) dough man. God, he's old there. He's obviously dead. 25th year. But yeah, all men named Red were racist. (laughs) (laughs) The the middle name was Neck. But no, they. uh, What was I saying about. about, I had a good point about just. uh, with the football thing and what was going, oh, oh, oh you know, with with the, with the Bears, oh no, Elway, him being prototypical. I watched some of the drive. They had the drive on it. They had the basically the top one hundred or the the worst playoff loss for every single team was on the NFL app. So I watched that, and it was, okay, I want to see the, what, what they had for the Vikings, Bears, whatever. But they had for the for the they had the Browns. Browns had two. They had the back to back game. Oh yeah, of eighty six and eighty seven. They had the only team that had two. This eighty seven one, they had a better shot to win, right? Weren't they more favored in that one? Yeah, well, it was on the road. The first one in 86, I think they were probably was favored. in Cleveland, yeah. It doesn't matter. They were going to get smoked by any NFC team because the NFC was so well, much what's, better. What's for people who don't know, for what's legendary about those games is not only is it two playoff losses, but it's two playoff losses signified by one's the drop the, well, and the, the other drive, one is the, the fumble and the, the other drop. one is the fumble yeah, when Ernest yeah. Biner fumbles as he's going to go across the goal line yeah people forget he had that an was ama- the go-ahead touchdown right oh yeah and, and he had an amazing I think he ran for like 160 yards that game he had a totally good game but he fumbled that one time but which with inflation is like 400 yards <laughs> yeah with current football needs with video game consciousness the number has to be higher that's the only way to signify something it being is better. weird how but I almost think it's it's incredible that a young generation has because it started with fat fucks like me who were like wouldn't it be cool if you could play like if you could really play like madden and then younger kids were like yeah they I'm gonna played play madden like madden. so much yeah. that just when they emulated on the football field they were like like i'm sure the first parents were like why are you throwing the ball fucking across the field all yeah. the time you're like yeah. that's how it is in madden yeah you just had these kids that were like no it's cool to throw 80 yard passes yeah yeah well you know it, it but i will say my point about him being the prototypical quarterback that sparked this memory with Elway, watching the drive, looking at his his arm, he had a howitzer arm. When he was truly young, his arm was strong, as strong as any football arm I've ever I seen. I guess Marino, they like, say his release was like, you heard it like, yeah, like you heard it. It was, it, it was just tight and quick, you know, whereas 
Elway just had, I mean, you could tell, I'm sure Elway could throw a mid 90s fastball. Like he had a, I guess a really statistically, good arm. Marino yeah. is the fastest. Wow. He throws the fastest ball. And Favre, I think, was up there too. Yeah, Favre. I mean, and so yeah, standing, and you got to beat you from the pocket. But you know something? Not everyone can do that. Favre and had so, that good old country, like, I've been, I'm addicted to pills strength. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get fucked up and just punch a tree trunk. <laughs> And it fucking works my shoulders. He out. had a howitzer. He was a little too in love with his howitzer. His decision making was erratic at times. When you then you, you compare him to Aaron Rodgers, who is uh, again uh, Green Bay. Green Bay's got a good chance of winning it all this year. They got a very good chance of winning it all. It's all lined up for them to win it all, and, and and that disappoints me. But at the same time, I think if he wins it, he may retire. Aponte, so I'm reading the chat here. Aponte says if the Vikings hire that woman, your guys are going to play Moneyball. He says start yeah, writing that Moneyball yeah, script. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it, I mean, because she's of, of a metrics background, you know, and so that's being, and I could see the Vikings thinking, ooh, we're going to do something different. We'll we're be nerds think outside the now, box. Yeah. But, but it's like, there's always some other You know, the Vikings were, actually were numbers people. They'll yeah, come up some weird yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. heritage fucking thing of why. Yeah, that, that, exactly. Because that's what McCaskey did too. They were like, what are some words that signify what you're looking for in a coach and owner? And they just go gritty, tough winning football they want ditka again yeah exactly this and guy here's, here's my thing because so he far retired 30 he got so fired 30 far, years ago all of the finalists have been defensive coaches yeah and i'm fine with that if you want to hire a new lovey smith yeah. that's fine but you better make goddamn sure that this guy comes in and says like oh i'm also gonna hire the best offensive staff in football yeah, because that's the problem with Lovey Smith is yeah. he had 19 offensive coordinators. Yeah. He did not know how to build an offense. Uh, they're, you don't they're, need to know how to run one. I you know. need to know how to assemble an offensive staff. They were basically a defense and Devin Hester. That's what they were. They were deep. And Devin Hester was that much. And of a game one year changer. and half yeah. a season of Rex Grossman. Yeah, of being good. I think Grossman could have been a good quarterback. He, he was like Drew Brees type of shit. Like yeah. if he could have stayed healthy, he'd be Drew Brees. Yep, but he couldn't. He was just too. He was too slight. You know, couldn't take the beating. You and know, if but, Jay Cutler had a shot with an offensive line i mean people forget that jake cutler took the took the bears to the nfc title game yeah his first year with them yeah yeah that was a big deal but it just you know lost to the pack the whackers yeah it it just when you don't have good quarterback play so it's all about that position it's so fucking important and and i don't know and so uh, zimmer was down on mond oh down on mond now down on some person also i guess he had a press conference i say one more thing this is two weeks before he was fired. He just started to go through the grievances of his career. You know, if Bridgewater wouldn't have broke his leg, you know, I wouldn't be in this position, you know, and he was going off on all these. And you know what happened? And t- all these grievances from like bombing. six years earlier. It's like, dude, that doesn't fucking matter. What's going on now? What's going on now with your team? Like he's just an, a, a crusty old fuck. And it's like he, his, his message wore thin. It wore thin. Do you have any you know? people? Obviously, you want the enemy, right? Oh, I thought about Eric B an offensive mind because I actually think that their offense the component pieces are there uh, to be a pretty good offense so I think they got to go a little more offensive don't overcorrect you want to know what don't go overcorrect you want to know what the new stereotype for black coaches is what he doesn't interview well Oh, well, yeah that's the new like he doesn't have a head for the you know how they'd say like you know the black quarterbacks don't have a head for the game anytime yeah, Byron Leftwich didn't interview that well. The enemy didn't interview that yeah, well. Leftwich, I actually would like. I think Leftwich could be pretty good. And I like sometimes him. it probably means I like, like maybe they're an introvert and they're they excel at the actual plays of the game. <laughs> you don't need a head coach that's on the sidelines fucking. <laughs> what I think it really is. What I think it really is. Okay, my, my is this thing. This is not working right now. You so just got to pick it up and fuck with and it. It's my, not. Is it? Yeah, it's right here. Okay. 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The uh, what I think it is too. I know with B enemy the issue now. is it? Yeah, key? it's good. Uh, the issue with B enemy, uh, he has a. I think there is a sexual assault charge that I think he might have been found guilty on in his past. But that was when he was at the University of Colorado, which is thirty years ago. So when I hear he doesn't interview well, I also think you'd say there's something in his past that we don't really like, you know. So I, I think that could be in the discussion too. Be enemy an offensive minded coach, but don't overcorrect. Don't overcorrect. Yeah. And again, I feel like the defensive coaches they just struggle. You said with Lovey Smith of not being able to sort of head coach football. They don't, and the, that kind of relationship between the two, they can't master that. It seems like a lot of defensive guys, certain guys, are their makeup is better for head coaching. Jimmy Johnson, I think, was a very good head coach. He knew how to kind of manage things, you know. And But I, I don't know the intimate data. I've never been in a football locker room to know what's what's their style, what is effective about it. One thing about Zimmer they said, too, uh, the owners did 20 behind-the-back interviews and asked them about the GM and the head coach over the past month because they knew they were going to fire him to get all the data of you know, what's going wrong with the team. And they said, culture of fear. Culture of fear runs the Vikings. They didn't like it. Culture of just like, you're going to lose your fucking job. Again, the worst thing for pro football was the 1990 Giants winning that fucking Super Bowl. Because because uh, we can just defense it out yeah. and just crap just fucking win. nickels. That's what and just do Florio it that way. said something where I think he was talking about the Vikings where he goes, you know, I know people don't want to win 10-7, but... There, that you, you, we might get a guy that thinks that way. Oh, I know, and, and it's just like no, no. That's what Zimmer was. They went to this key point in 2018. Uh, they beat the Eagles 37 to whatever it was. They dropped 37 points, and he came into the offensive quarter, uh, offensive meeting and said, oh, "We need to run the ball more." That was it. He just made that comment. They never score more than 24 points the next 11 games, and that was Cousins' first year. So that that to me is a ripple. I effect, love that's such you know? an old man type of thing. Of yeah, I'm trying to think the social equivalent to that <laughs> of being like because they think like you run the ball more, it opens up the play action. Or it's almost yeah. like the elbow grease of like, just give it a little more elbow grease. And, and there's also this idea that like, you're going to help the defense out. You'll give them a little bit more rest, maybe. So, because we're a defensive you can minded take team. 50 seconds between yeah, snaps. Yeah. Or you have more time off. That's you, also you know? a thing I think these old coaches hate because they don't know how to manage the clock. I think for a long time, <sighs> yes. coaches have had the inability. Their, their clock management is we'll run the ball. Yeah. And we'll take. So I think you have these players who thrive in a no huddle offense and these coaches don't know what the fuck to, they don't know how to manage the game around. Like yeah. I'm not used to having 40 seconds yeah, at the start yeah. of a play. <laughs> and then they, yeah, I know. Yeah. And like, yeah. and they, cause I think that dictates yeah. when they blow timeouts. Cause even in video games, like wait till the play clock goes down to one second and then call your timeout. Yeah. Where like, I think that's, you know, you call a timeout at 35 seconds or 24 seconds, like right when the fucking. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, you have two timeouts left. And you're like, oh, I thought, you know, usually I think some coaches think like, oh, I called a timeout. There must, you know, only be 10 seconds left. on yeah, the clock no, or no, something. Yeah. Yeah. They have this weird like muscle memory of like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I yeah. called a timeout. It's late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, your quarterback is fucking calling hike after four seconds. There's still five minutes left in this yeah. quarter and you're out of timeouts. Yeah. It is. I think there's an adjustment going on. It is for me. This is the first year when I I feel like the spread offense, correct me if you think I'm wrong. I feel like the spread offense was more implemented even more this year than previous years. Do you think that, is that accurate? Or maybe? Oh, yeah. And so I feel like it's interesting. But for me to watch it, I'm kind of like, you know, initially I'd be like an old man, power eye. Now, 
No, I, I actually see the I see the attributes of the spread. I think there's some positive things with it. You know, I mean, my, my beef is there needs to be a few more rule changes in the defense's favor. And I've said this before: you can't make pass interference a 48. You can't assume the receiver is yeah. going to catch it. Give him an automatic first down and give him 15 yards. Here's Come the on. new thing too you know? with offenses: it's it's not just I the think, spread. You know, it's not just the spread. All it's, two of you listening: it's the ability to yeah. adjust. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You got to adapt. Of it's like, adapt in the middle of a game. Not even a middle series of a game. Series to series, play to play. But like there are yeah. guys, like if you're coming into a situation with this guy, like change your offense up a little bit. Like yeah. I've heard Andy Reid did that with Mahomes. Like absolutely, he saw tape of him and was like, "Oh no, we're just gonna do fly routes." Yeah, like yeah. Well, I'm gonna just fucking design long plays. We're for gonna this get fucking the, an cannon. Inc- couple of very fast receivers, you know, and, and, and I think we'll be okay. Nagy and there's coaches like that. Zimmer's probably the same way on the defense. We're like, you're just so rigid in your system. And I'm worried that the Bears are going to hire another rigid system guy. Yeah. We're like, and I've heard creepy sh- rumors that got busted, but creepy rumors that like, you know, they've, they've left trading fields on the table for the next GM. Uh, I don't do We're that. like not saying that they're going to, but they're leaving that as like a, 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 uh, a extra dangling kind of piece. Or like, whatever, you know, yeah. we're not married to fields like, yes, you are. But then like someone reported that and then immediately in the next paragraph, they were like the odds that they let the new GM trade fields are slim to none. But they were like, there's rumblings that they're floating. That is like a smell the steak here. Like, look at what we have, you know, like basically I think they're that cupboard is bare. What I think they're trying to tell people. And I think it's a lot. And I think that's and I think that's what's turning off coaches is I think McCaskey is trying to tell the GM candidates like, you know, I'm not going to bother you. Like you can trade fields if you want. I'm not going to bug you about it. But then people are going in being like but i'm reporting to you yeah so obviously you're going to be involved yeah, yeah i yeah. think there's just coaching candidates going in and being like i think this guy's full of shit yeah he's a moron you know they all got to talk to people too you know in terms of what what the work environment's going to be like i mean you know the bears definitely think of themselves you know they're one of the original teams like they think of themselves as being you know the core of football but i, think, I agree you know? and then we'll take we'll get into some tv league here in a minute because i think we've we've pretty yeah, much said yeah. what we need to say yeah. i think left which would be good for Justin Fields because left which a lot of people say like well he's got Tom Brady uh he also he played the position he also you know? was the coordinator for Arians when left when uh when uh fucking uh Jameis Winston threw 40 touchdowns yeah, no, he think- also threw 38 interceptions but he threw for 5,000 yards he got he got Jameis yeah. Winston to throw for 5,000 yards like he's done it without Tom Brady I, no I, I think left which is a is actually a, not a bad choice. a lot of people are tipping him for the Jacksonville job though. yeah because when he played at Jacksonville yeah. you know I, I wouldn't be surprised I, I know his name has not come up for the Vikings they they've gone for a couple of I think a couple of Eagle guys a couple of Brown guys and a couple I think Colt a couple guys. Brown guys you know they were <laughs> can I see the Browns remote? absolutely buddy and, and it just uh so you know, whatever they're going to make their choice. I just found it was interesting what was leaked the last two weeks about just how toxic the relationship had gotten there. And the Thinking Man's podcast that I occasionally listen to, Skull North, I think is what it is. Is that what it's Skull North? Uh, it, it, yeah, is that not, what not they have a Thinking Man's podcast? Well, no, but it, it, there's that contrasted with Paul Allen, who's their born again Christian radio announcer. He's part of the reason why they're not a good team. He annoys me so much. When Zimmer and Spielman got fired, my brother sent me a 13 minute clip from K Fan, which is the real square call in show in Minneapolis. You would have thought he was going to weep. 25 years of coaching experience, coaching and general management, making men. Making man like that, that whole like weird, like he, his 
his analysis was so off. It's like, yeah, and how many fucking Super Bowls did they go to? None. Their GM was a bum. I'm so glad they got rid of him. I'm so glad they got rid of him. I'm glad they figured it out and realized that they got to change that because it just, you know, he didn't hit enough. And where he was bad drafting, he would trade for all these draft choices and get guys like in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round. And like none of them would really work out. So it's like, yeah, you're making this kind of splash of all these trades, but very few of the players are working out. So I think there is something to personnel, you know, kind of development and discovering those types of players. But you know, it's your meshing different systems. I felt with it. This there was always some flaw in what it never seemed smooth with the Vikings. You know? I don't know if they put Judge Steve Harvey. Oh, here we go. And yet they also have a weird, shrewd way of occasionally getting some real talent up there. You know, Jeff, Justin Jefferson's good. Dalvin Cook is a good football player. They have some. They have some talent, but it just it's not enough. Their offensive lines is too far. All right. Up so, still. what episode of Judge Steve Harvey do you want to watch? <laughs> We're going to talk Stuck about on TV stupid. League. Yeah. Sorry, Stuck man. Stuck on you, stupid. Got to get me off. You really Sorry, melted man. off right you there. <laughs> but it, it's just they. Uh, you know. I, so we'll see. I mean, I don't I know. I guarantee Crow, mark my words, Spielman's going to have another job. Oh, people, oh, I people were you. talking him up there. I read, yeah. like I said, I read an article that were like the Bears should look at Spielman. No. I don't know, maybe, but I, I don't know, man. It, you know, and it's so funny because they they referenced his hit on first round picks. You know, he hits a lot on first round. No, picks. he doesn't. He they doesn't listed like five. Yeah, how about the yeah, they had, they had three first round picks in 2013. One of those guys is still in the NFL, Xavier Rhodes. You know, other guys were out of the NFL within three fucking years. That's just not true. So to set this These up, moronic thirty thousand foot fans don't know shit about what's going on. <laughs> I actually understand what's going on, and my friend, my brother, we can break it down. And we, it, it is just they're flawed. Another thing about I mean, I'm going. So Steve Harvey is yes. a judge. He's a judge, which is hilarious. Uh, it's not real law. He's more to like roast. He's <laughs> really. It's, it's a Court. Really? He's not he's this not a really attorney. <laughs> you know they did they probably did some stupid bullshit outside like the urban comedy clubs who were like we would have joke court if you yeah, did yeah. some stuff and Steve Harvey was the judge. <laughs> he sent me text messages like sweatshopping me about you know the email. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to ask a question. What is sweatshop? I have no idea. Is that a term of I'm sure he gets into it. What's sweatshop? He's probably drinking an old fashioned like hey some shitness in a bourbon glaze. You did that. Is this based in Atlanta? No, I mean, probably. Atlanta's like a fucking. They make a lot of production. What makes Steve Harvey? Oh fuck! I keep kicking this. I told you, I keep kicking all week. I've been kicking this. What makes Steve Harvey relevant is he has officially said he's not making a stand-up special ever again because of cancel culture. Hmm. It's changed. Society's changed so much. That to me is such a cop out at this point. Like, oh, you don't want to sit down and like. Yeah. change some stuff <laughs> you want to go out there and do the same my daddy did this yeah, yeah. my dad used to beat me with a sewer cap you know, and why I can't would he go out he's and made talk his about, money you know what i mean? can't go why out and talk about how it's okay to physically abuse your children anymore <laughs> and because of that i will refuse to do comedy now because i can't talk about abusing my son to marry her oh yeah, yeah, yeah doesn't yeah, yeah. want to get married and is countersuing for $2,300 for her lost engagement ring. But this is part Jerry Springer, that audience. Oh, totally. It's like the, it's all that. It's, Weird. And like a part of also the reality show aspect of it. Uh, he proposed. I'm going to go through uh, some TV League me. stuff here. God. So this in, caliber in the time that we've been off, in the time, the time that we've time been off, we've had a shitload of series premieres oh, and sure. league debuts. Okay, I'm going to get into it. Uh, keep this up just enough in the background. Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it fine. It's great. 
Um, so I'm going to start from the bottom division today. God damn it. We embrace the flaws. So we've had a series debut of Naomi, new DC show. You probably don't care about that. Naomi Campbell? Uh, yeah, Naomi Campbell. Young Naomi Campbell. It's about a young girl who runs a Superman blog. It like exists in our world where Superman is a comic book character. And she has this encounter where she passes out and she sees Superman fly above the sky and everybody thinks it's a prank. But I know the comic book. She ends up getting superpowers. Um, that wow. is sitting dead last in wow. in Got good. early morning north, but it's only had two episodes. Uh, but it did lose. Um, just to, and then we got another series debut, pivoting. I don't know what that show is. Good Sam series debut. Uh, Let the world see a series debut. We got two sentence horror stories. Joe Millionaire for richer or poorer. <laughs> A series debut. That's the one okay. where there's two guys. One's rich, one's not, and they don't tell the girls which yeah, one. Yeah, so they got to kind of figure it out, and then and then yeah. I'm not here for money. Yeah, and then, I'm here for love. Well, sure. You well, are. that's like the trailer. So, sure, you. So are. it's a, a bunch of girls being like, "I'm here for love, not money," and then they say like, "One of these guys is rich, one is," and it's the girls like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're all upset. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> well, they're basically redoing the very first Bachelor. Wasn't that one of the very first, like the Fox show, like twenty years ago? The or, or, or Joe Blow. Wasn't there some show? No, was there was Joe Schmo, where where the, the <laughs> dude thought he was on a reality show, and it was all just like an improv sketch. God. That show was actually great. God, I, I the episode so, where they told him he was Joe Schmo was fantastic because he took it so well. Oh, okay. Because some people would probably be a little miffed. Like, yeah, oh, you lied yeah, to me for yeah. fucking however many months we were here. Yeah. But he was just like, fuck yeah, man. Looked well, like know, Owen Benjamin exactly. and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 20-somethings Austin with a league debut. 3.7 league score. That is a reality show of a bunch of kids in Austin that are just living in Austin trying to get jobs. That's where we're at with reality shows. Get these that just kids sounds like condo. the real world. Isn't it just the real it's world? It's like, yeah, it's Netflix's it's stab at the real world. Wow. 20-somethings, Austin. Now, I'm it, sure they'll it, have it, other cities. I, I feel like the real world truly was the first Let's reality show. Let's see what Steve show. has to say about it. Would you agree? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Anger. It was, I mean, it was a phenomenon. People in my generation, you. you knew who Puck was. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. Call all over the world <laughs> a proposal. Right. Okay. That's what that is. Okay. I seem to think everything, everything happens for a reason. Ask her where that rings at now. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't change the subject. This woman to marry you or not. You do, yep, and I did. Because you're about to get shipped off. What is his mustache? Yeah, it, look, it looks like, a, like the black hole. Or it like really lost does. It. Yeah. it looks like it doesn't even stop at his nose. It looks like it goes into his nose. <laughs> that if you looked inside Steve Harvey's nose, it's just all mustached. <laughs> He's, yeah, it's you weird. I'm, I'm just thinking about him. That <laughs> now you want to make sure that's Steve Harvey's thing. He just repeats things, but in his like, you just want to make sure. I'm trying not to do black voice, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, but no, yeah. The, 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 it's and then he talks right. about what his daddy would do. You know, my daddy would beat me with a two by four. It always leads to some sort of physical abuse did, upon did a child. You, did you ever, I mean, and, you know, yeah. when you think of those old like Night at the Apollo, I think, you know, Dwayne Kennedy did, did the Apollo. In 1988, and he'd been doing comedy for three years, and he had a lucky pair of socks that he would wear when he did stand up. But they were yellow socks, they were, and they were kind of a brightish yellow. And he had, his his pants didn't quite go down far enough, so you got a little flash of like maybe an inch and a half of yellow sock, inch, inch and a half. 
And when he went up on stage, he couldn't get a joke and a half in there. Look at your socks. They just immediately that's went so out for a sock. And he just he had to leave the stage. That's that's Dwayne Kennedy, one of the greatest stand-up comedians, if not the best I've ever seen. That's amazing to me. But that shit doesn't happen now, does it? Is there, is there stand-up no, like that? No, that still happens. That still happens. But, but I mean, it's just they roast you for different shit. Yeah. It's more detailed. Like, oh, he's out of date. Like, those Jordans are not cool. Oh, uh-huh. it's like specific yeah. shit. It's God. not because really gaudy, loud colors are kind of in. Yeah. Also, what's in now, though, is like owning your geekiness, like uh, the, like the comic on stage would like roast back of like, yeah, I like this. I eat pussy oh, in God. this shirt. God. I eat puh in this shirt. God. You eat pussy. Now it's getting racist. God, not, you know, I, I just black people don't like eating box. Uh, if uh, that's what my dad always <laughs> told me, that black people have an aversion to eating. Maybe that's a 70s thing. <laughs> Well, I you think that was I think that was a Richard some, Pryor line. You don't kiss a pussy. Yeah, you know, you, know, you got to keep that pussy clean. Come on. God damn woman. You got to keep that pussy clean. What you doing? Woman, you got to keep wait, the wait, pussy wait, clean. Wait. Yeah. You yeah, I mean, too. you got to admit when he did that, I mean, that, that was pretty revolutionary. <laughs> when Pryor was up there saying that shit, you know. So let's just do a contrast here. So this is Steve Harvey. All I'm sizzle, so no steak. Yeah, absolutely. The three. And then we go, we can switch over here. I got an episode of fucking People's Court from June 1990. Ooh, God, I was in college. 1990. Fully mulleted and feathered mustache no, I, there. I, I, no, no, no. I didn't have a mullet. That, that, yeah, that's a high school thing. What the is that mullet fucking? was made fun. Oh, my God. Speaking of fully mulleted, yeah. Oh my lord! Who is that? Is that David Koresh on the right? We'll see. It's David Koresh. He's suing for one thousand three hundred fifty dollars for his damaged free pylon. He claims that in the six months he what's his name? They showed it at the beginning. Great Falls. This is fucking Montana. This is the plaintiff, Jeffrey Pylon. Jeffrey Pylon. He rented a room in his bossy sister's house. She made his life a nightmare with her absurd restrictions. Then when he... This is his dumb bitch of a girlfriend, Kathy. She's standing by him because for some reason he's got a weird, cool dick. When I look at her on the left, wasn't she in Blade Runner? Wasn't she the first, like, uh, replicant that was shot by Decker, by, by Harrison Ford's character? Isn't that who it was on the left, that yeah, hairstyle? Yeah, it does. You know, that or Bonnie Wright, you know, a total eclipse of like the heart. Turn around, Brian. <laughs> and David Koresh. Sorry, we off. Car and waterbed. He's suing for $1,350 for his damaged property, a rent refund, and his missing camera. Those are all, like, extras in the back. Jeffrey Pylon, sexual assault. This is the defendant, Christine Pylon. She's fucking ugly. His brother, her brother makes fun of her all the time for looking like a rat. Ooh, that bangs, those bangs. She looks like D. Snyder. (laughs) I mean, the hairstyles. I knew they were bad back Christine, then. Christine, de- defendant, accused Listen, of being gross. Well, you know, I was in college then, so my hair was a little better than that because I was a little bit more aware. You know what I mean? Like, play the bongos. What, is this the beginning of fucking, you know, of Mission Impossible or something? Both parties have agreed to fight to the death after this case is over. Doug Llewellyn. Hi, I'm Greg Kinnear, and welcome to the People's Court. God. I remember thinking, here's how old. That's bizarro Greg Kinnear. Here's how old I am. I remember seeing this, like, 
even before this time. This specific episode? No, not this episode, but just the pe- People's Square was around probably in the early 80s, 81, oh, yeah. I think it started. I remember watching it a little bit at that time. Not a lot, maybe four or five episodes. Enough to remember. Oh, she looks like she's in tears almost and, already. And, and, and it was, uh, I remember thinking they all, like Doug Llewellyn looked super old to me. And Can Walker. you and now imagine that- the torture that poor Jeff <sighs> Pylon's been putting her through? <sighs> blaring rat all night oh god fucking punching holes in his wall in the, the wall again this is a pre-nirvana era. 1990s yeah. pre-nirvana they were like this like, that was this a distinct probably, delineating this point this is the era where you were probably super hip if you even knew who nirvana was oh bleach yeah. was out absolutely bleach yeah. was out they nirvana recorded smells like teen spirit in madison wisconsin i was living in madison that summer i knew nothing of them i wasn't in those circles what, what was your favorite band the pixies or some shit? no no in 90 i was heavily metallica in, still a still a bit of a metallica but i was a big public enemy big public public enemy big rap college yeah college brought the hip-hop into you huh oh absolutely without a doubt you met the one heavily black guy in NW, wisconsin uh, nwa and public enemy but also digital underground i mean i, I was old school all I mean, five I, blacks know, in Wisconsin. Well, yeah, we're what, fucking <laughs> in we're Milwaukee at, at. again. I, 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 the, I definitely went down the the hip hop kind of early. To me, that's like the classic rock era of of hip hop. I feel you know what I mean. It's kind of like this. What's like Boston is you know from seventies classic stadium rock. Like that era of hip hop is like classic hip hop. You know, sort of. Like, I mean, it's dated, but it's it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the main event, though, and let's get the honorable anyway. fucking Judge Wapner up here. With Judge Wapner. I know that each of you has been sworn, and I have read your complaints. Like, that's the thing about the Judge Wapner. This show is boring. Like, he's just going to straight judge this case. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it, that's it, why they needed puffy haired freaks like this to be the entertainment. Yeah, because they're like, Wapner's not going to give you anything funny. <laughs> Or he's by the book. This is a real fucking judge. These are also probably like clown actors, like doing a doing a goof, right? Yeah. Think someone with that cynical. Wapner's like how the referees are really lawyers, but they like refing games for fun. Like that's Wapner's people's court. Like that's hilarious. He really does, but you know, but he's this is his like ah, I'll do it for fun. Yeah. yeah. Condominium, a room. Yes, sir. When did you it's a fuck pad. I live in a fuck pad. I call it the Beaver Box. I do. Oh, he had to put the shades on. I actually, these are actually prescription. Uh, the my doctor, the doctor love, he prescribed this is, these. This is, I mean, again, yeah, I mean, that was. You're right. You're actually right. And they had to have a little bit of a goofy look to them. I think you're right. I mean, it was also, you know, that was all. This is the caliber of person. You couldn't you see the people who created who created Jerry Springer watched him and say, you know something. Let's but fucking you, tune it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do something with Let's this. Let's do this, but with people that are on like up for meth charges yeah, and stuff or, like or, that. Or like, you know, oh, the illegitimate children, sexually transmitted diseases. Illegitimate children. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. Can you see him saying that? Weird deformities. Let's get really get into it. You know, and, and like, uh, and saying that. <laughs> uh, you could see, I love that Steve Harvey stays on, by the yeah, way. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, we're going to go over some standings, though, Absolutely, here. Let's yeah, cut here we to go the more, shit. More of it, yeah um so early morning north we got the new bottom division i'm gonna go through bottom to the top sure uh we have catching killers a netflix show 4.34 dope sick hulu show it's about the introduction of fucking uh i heard there's actually an okay show i hear it's great yeah i I know people who like the the thing the really good shows don't really have the uh i was thinking about this the other day the really good shows don't have the big scores because they really take a lot out of you when you watch yeah them. yeah or you'd want to savor them like we watched that only murders in the building show with martin short and steve oh, martin that's yeah. a really good fucking show it's one of the few shows where as the episodes ended look at those teeth dude yeah yeah <laughs> nothing racial about that i'm just saying it really sh- pops on youtube absolutely 
The man, he <laughs> he gets them clean. It's because he goes to the dentist. It's because there's so little hair on his head that every <laughs> one of contrast. his facial features just fucking explodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah Let's hear what kind of sass he's. Tell me what them. that is. So, to kind of white shit. She's probably talking about waito shit. Can put a price on a good party. So we have all these all these girls that would have been in a bridal party. So the good shows though, they're not wallpaper. The other shows yeah. that are kind of shitty, yeah. those are your wallpaper shows. Yeah. You leave them on just to do dishes or whatever. Yeah. We're going to talk about it later. Uh, yeah. Grey's Anatomy is number two in the yeah. prime right now. Yeah, I know. It's I, climbed its way up. And that is a classic wallpaper show, It just show, wins right? in streaming. Classic wallpaper yeah. show. NCIS, yeah. all the cop procedurals, those are all wallpaper shows. Yeah. The Witcher is now the number one show in America. We'll talk about that yeah. later. Yeah. But Dope Sick, Only Murders in the Building um other shit uh this gabby's dollhouse home sweet home well that's a network show yeah uh selling tampa is a reality show virgin river like virgin river is probably really good 4.88 super you know who virg the producer of virgin river rejected my script (laughs) so she was cool she gave feedback so early morning north that's my jam that's the jimmy fallon show three losses in a row 4.256 super rating that's good uh superman and lois we got a season debut there uh, got a loss and a win so far for 4.09 super rating. Okay. Uh, Marvel's Daredevil has caught back in the Super League or back in the TV yeah. League because they showed Daredevil in the new Spider-Man movie. That's how oh, weird it shits. Jesus. It hits. So people saw Daredevil again. They're like, oh, I'll fucking watch the new. I'll watch Daredevil on Netflix. Wow. And now it's in the TV League. And that's yeah. a fucking eight year old show. Win. That's a win. You know. Uh, the Bachelor, OG Bachelor, two losses in a row, 3.775. You got the 20-somethings. Cleaning Lady. The Cleaning Lady is about a Panamanian immigrant who uh, is gets caught up in some Breaking Bad type gang shit. I'm just the cleaning lady. That's yeah. like the tagline for the show. Yeah. Could be good. It's had two episodes uh, on one loss. Um, we'll talk about why I don't have... I have a couple days of ratings to go over, but I figured out something fun for the super ratings. So they have overnight ratings. But then they finalize them and they include the DVR ratings and that hasn't happened yet. And what I found is that some shows, if if it like loses by a million people a couple days later, that'll turn into a win with DVR numbers. So I'm going to I'm going to do a delayed response. I'm going to show the two days of fucking I'm going to show the two days of ratings and we're going to guess if they're going to rebound on a win. Okay. Uh, Okay. cool. So let's plow through the rest of this. though. Yeah. Another life. Uh, we're in the early morning division now. Another life. Friday night lights. Family reunion. New girl. Grand crew, which is like a uh, a uh, a show about people that are forty pretending to be twenty two. Uh, and it's, that's, uh, it's a, that's a mid level show. It's right? urban. It's an urban show. You know what I mean? D- did they interview it's well? Good. Did it's they good. interview well? It's like it's like alt comedy. Another world. Yeah. Type of show. Okay. Okay. Um, and then let's fly through the top here. Judge Steve Harvey here is sitting at number 11 in the daytime division. Uh, big sky bluey had its league debut. That's a children's show on Netflix. (laughs) Abbott elementary got 8.876 blackish. The season premiere happened. That's got an 8.746. Yeah. That show's pretty popular. It has a win, a loss and a win. Those are the three up. And I think they, cause a lot of these shows they've been airing two episodes in an hour i think covid wreaked havoc with these television blocks because a lot of shows are doing like multiple episodes on a night yeah like they'll show two episodes of keenan just an hour of keenan god they the format is so different now it's it's crazy you know again it's trying to to keep up with the sort of entertainment palette the show you you hate queens is number one in the post late fringe division 
So, but but that's the the top of the second tier, right? Uh, no, this is like we're oh, at the bottom. The, oh, we're oh, okay. like the third to the bottom here. Oh, sorry, okay, okay. Uh, got a win, a loss, and a win. Win, loss, win, loss, win for Queens. God. Just underneath it, the Connors loss and a win. Yep. Twelve point five zero six super rating. Um, only murders in the building. Eleven point nine nine two super rating. But that's one of those shows because people just don't rewatch it because they're like, well. You know, I kind of got into it. If you get into a show, it takes a lot out of you. And you almost yeah. like if something like if you had an argument with your girlfriend while you watched it, you're like, oh, only murders in the building makes me think of that. I'm yeah. not going to watch. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> We're like with Grey's Anatomy, the wallpaper shows. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> exactly. And that's why they have this weird appeal. They have a weird appeal. to You would like to think to me, it would be like kind of a more intense drama. Should be the thing that actually connects the most. But you know something? That is not the case. Like you can create better quality or something. But I don't want to look down on those shows. That's what those shows are. They, they know what they are. Now we got our you late know? fringe division shows that finalized this week. Law and Order Organized Crime took a loss. 14.176 super rating. It's 12 in the late fringe division. All the animated shows have been off. Your Bob's Burgers, your Family Guys, your Simpsons. Yeah. They've been off on their Christmas hiatus. Yeah. But they should be coming back. We got the Christmas show. We got, or we got that Country Western show coming out soon. Oh, I ooh, think ooh, that's ooh, the ooh. show we're going to watch. Ooh, ooh, with to do the, with an uh, Sarah Saranen and I've Toby Keith. I've been struggling Keith? with finding with TV League stuff to really sink our teeth into to like yeah. put on an episode and do the standings. But I think yeah. this fucking... Uh, country western fucking dynasty type show is going to be on it. Trace Atkins. Uh, yeah, it looks gaudy and loud. It's got some sizzle. It's got some sizzle to it, you know. <laughs> Susan Sarandon, though. This is what I'm going to do. You know, good for her. So let's know? go from the top. Your new number one show in the world is The Witcher, debuted with two million with a two million uh two billion watch minutes. Oh my God, that's a lot. So it was a forty three point eight two super rating, and it took a win this week. Yeah. It upped its minutes. So that's got a 46.82 just underneath it. Grey's Anatomy, three wins in a row, 46.809 super rating. Now, number two in the prime Grey's Anatomy with it with its streaming and it being actually a TV yeah, show. Two just like, it's got a real yeah. shot of it, like yeah. ending up your champion this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, it's been able to go. Do, uh, why was it able to be successful in streaming? Just because people fucking it's always in the fucking it's, anytime you open it up. It's like one of those like because you watched this. Yeah. Anytime you watch a show that has 300 episodes, they're yeah. going to throw other shows at you that have like 200 or 300 episodes. Yeah. yeah. So it could be anything. You could have watched fucking all of Cheers and now they're like, oh, here's Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Scrubs or something oh, medical. Oh, you binge watch it? It's all it? based on what your algorithm is. And God. those other shows are popular like Chicago Med. And Grey's Anatomy is old enough at this point to where I think people see like, oh, I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy, but I've obviously heard of it. Yeah. It's a pandemic. Yeah. We'll pop on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. yeah. God. Just underneath yep. that in third place is you. Squid Game has dropped down to four. Three losses in a row for you and Squid Game. But they're, Not, they're but still again, doing well. Yeah. But again, those aren't wallpaper shows. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the shows where it's just like, man, that took a lot out of my brain to watch Squid Game. <laughs> Like I've that's never just watched people it. dying yeah. for yeah. eight episodes. God, it seems so. Uh, also, those are shows that you weird. binge. Those are shows that people watch like every episode that day. And I think that's also an endurance thing of like, fuck, I don't like. Yeah. If I watch, I got to watch Squid Game all at once and I don't have 16 hours to fucking yeah. kill right now, yeah. which with Grey's Anatomy, you're not paying attention to it. So you could just put it on for 20 hours. Yeah, exactly. But but that that just yeah it just shows what TV truly is for a lot of people. It hits a different spot in the 
imagination, you know, and kind of what you want from escapism is a major component for having a television set up. Number five, uh, made Netflix is made. You heard it here first. Uh, that's again a show about yeah. a 17 year old with a kid who ends up cleaning up shit and gagging in a hotel fun stuff uh, criminal minds win loss win win loss 37.871 super criminal episodes, minds though another one of those like old shows that for some reason Joe Pataleona or whatever the fuck is it or Joe Montana oh, well, what uh, what network is that on that was on CBS but yeah. that's a Netflix show Sorry. right now that's yeah. like off the air that's been off the air for 10 years and they turn it into a Netflix show? No, it's just they have the show on Netflix. Oh, oh, and it's other people watch episodes. it now. Yeah, it's just, it's just reruns. You're just watching reruns. NCIS. Control over reruns. NCIS, number seven in the out. prime. Two two wins in a row. Uh, 37.45 super rating, making the climb. The season's not doing well, but it's getting wins and streaming. So people for are who? watching for those what? old for ones who? for NCIS. Yeah, yeah. It's that tattooed fucking crime scene girl. Yeah. Once she left, the show fucking took a dip. People don't really watch the new episodes. Fez from that 70s show is not hacking it. Wow. They want that fake tattooed girl who's that who was like really Christian in real life, actually. Yeah. Interesting. The voice number eight off season, but it ended with three wins. Ended strong. Yeah. <laughs> so it's in the top ten still. Number nine, Coco Melon, 35.191 super rating. Lost this week, but it's been pretty strong. 60 minutes, number 10, 33.61. You know, back to back wins for 60 minutes. Well, 60 minutes got a little bit of mystery to it. Yeah, yeah. Got the clock. Yeah, that was like that. I remember like front line, 60, front line is what 60 minutes wants to be, but it falls way short. It goes down the personality path too much. You know, per, you know, this, the, they're always into like the young genius. This 12 year old can solve a Rubik's cube in 19 seconds. He can also do calculus. He can also read Spanish. And yeah. they, they, they were like, you know, 48 hours. He's is a just, genius. 48 you know? hours is just murder, which yeah. is also in the prime, by the way. Yeah. That's that the, we're not shaking our fist wow. at 48 hours. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, so yeah, we have we're, we're here at number ten. We're at number eleven. Chicago Med. Yep. Uh, and then we got uh, Legacies, the Vampire CW show. That's off season though, but that's that's hanging around there. Chicago Fire number thirteen. Three wins in a row. Really climbing up. That's the thing about the Prime yeah. Access division, the second division. That's your catapult division. Yeah. Because all those shows are within three points of the Prime. So all of literally all 24 of those shows in the second division, I'll, we'll go through it right now, are within, have a chance of within getting, one win of being a primetime show. So what do they have to win to get up to that? You just got to get an increase of viewership. Okay. But they're too, they're too yo-yo-y. Yeah. Win-loss, win-loss. It's not yep. consistent. Yep. You got to be here like Supernatural. Supernatural is number 20 in the prime. Five wins in a row. It just lost two in a row, but five wins. They went from the bottom dude to the prime, to the prime time. They were lingering around in that post late fringe yeah, yeah. and five wins in a row, five times through that's 18 points. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, but people don't think about that because yeah. they look at the minutes. Oh, only this many minutes of people watched it, but no, it's more and more like, yeah, supernatural is as hot of a show as the voice or 60 minutes or NCIS. People yeah. just don't, they don't know how to do the math because they don't have our rating system. Yeah, exactly. Blacklist. Got into the prime again. That's how I realized it was like <clears throat> that. That is that that James Spader show? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? It's a Shonda show. Black. No, uh, the no, other one. That's that scandal. Scandal is oh, the Shonda okay. show. Okay. 
Uh, but Blacklist is is the James Spader show. People on love NBC. it, and that's also on Netflix as well. So that gets a double pop. I wonder why people. I mean, he's a good actor. Spader's a good actor because he runs out of breath when he talks. Almost, I get so intense with my character that I, I seem like I'm out of breath when I. I talk. tell you what, I look at him too. I'm like, dude, you gotta hit Jenny Craig. I mean, he, I remember him being kind of like a young sort of. He was in no. He was in a No Way Out. Not No Way Out. A less than zero. Less than zero. Yeah. That that was the requiem. He's the bully in all those 80s that, movies. That, that was the requiem requiem for a dream of like 1987. Brad Pitt was an extra in that movie. So now we're in prime <laughs> access. Number one, Ghosts, which actually is a big show. They had a Ghosts marathon on New Year's where it was like all because they have like people from history are ghosts in their apartment. So like Napoleon will be on one episode. It actually what, seems that, it's good. It's called Ghosts? Ghosts with a plural. Multiple it, it, ghosts. It is. <laughs> 24.522 super rating number two and pri- number one in what? prime access but it's got a 24 you see what i'm talking about it's catapult look at this so the number one show in prime access has a 24 super rating and the show at the bottom has a 19 super rating yeah the whole division is within 3.34 yeah. points of each okay. other so They're if i'm Ameri- shocking for so position. let's say america's funniest home videos which is 19.753 super rating gets a win that's now you're up there almost now America's Funniest Home Videos is almost back in the prime time. Yeah. Yep. Um, by but the way, they announced Bob Saget's death during America's Funniest Home Videos. Wow. I don't did. know if it was on purpose or if just that's just when the news broke. But that's simpatico right there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, they must have done it because it was doing that show. But know, here's a per- perfect example. Ghosts and Blue yeah. Bloods. Uh, you have here's the last five. I got the last five performances, last five games for these two shows. For Ghosts, you have a win, 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 loss. For Blue Bloods, you have a loss, win, 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 win. So, like, that's how you climb up the rankings. Yep. Blue Bloods. People like Blue Bloods. And they also sell you well with the trailers. You'll have fucking Tom Selleck and his powerful mustache being upset about something. Exactly. He's a terrorist, damn it. I know. <laughs> There's a <laughs> That was good. That, that, that was that was that was a good one. There man. is You're kinda like he's an old man still. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've never understood There's a commercial his Joe Namath. I didn't get his career forty years ago. I don't get it now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There's a commercial for uh, some type of home loan. Yeah. And Tom Selleck does it. Oh, but the oh, tone yeah, of yeah, the commercial yeah. is like just get the goddamn loan. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't lie to you. You're listen, not going to get scammed. Listen, I wouldn't do this. I, I'm putting my name on I'm, Tom I'm synonymous with integrity. Do your reverse mortgage. I wouldn't be it telling is the reverse this. Mortgage. Absolutely, it's the reverse mortgage. I, I think know. Namath does one, too. Absolutely. Get your reverse mortgage. Tell him <laughs> hey, Joe Hollywood yeah, sent you, man. smile. I'm still He's, holding on to I it. say my L's like this, you know, like I'm still cool and hip. That's how I say my L's because yeah. I used to talk black. You know what I mean? I tell you what, uh, in the early 70s, he was as big of an Shut athlete up, that ever Joe. been. Just tell him to get the goddamn loan. <laughs> Why would I sell this to you? Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm Tom Selleck. Let's Just, see if we can get that Tom Selleck <laughs> I think reverse that that, mortgage. I think that that might actually work with some old people. You know, Selleck's been badgering me for months. All right, I'll get the reverse mortgage. <laughs> like, that, that, that's a tactic because they're just watching because they're such creatures of habit. You know, they're just watching this. Oh, this show is the one right in here. Florida, you know. Oh, man, this is, will be good to end on. You want to end here? Sure. Yeah. Because this week in TV history was kind of the Bob Saget fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. I do have the the game was a big part of it. The first episode of Dawson's Creek aired. We can make fun of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let, no, let, let's. Uh... Are you still having fun, though? You're yeah, not ready yeah, to yeah, end. We, 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 Okay. We, we, we you don't have to whisper. Yeah, yeah. The people you know, can yeah. know. I mean, we're almost an hour and 30 into the second. Yeah, yeah. Second. So half I here. think my my my. Let me know. Yeah, let me tell you something. I don't. I didn't give them I, to you. I didn't have them, though. 
Uh oh. My professional. I think we had something else on there. Yeah, I got it. I turned it off. I wouldn't be here if I thought. We... <laughs> Look, this isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> Look, I don't know what else to fucking tell you. I'm sure and... he's. What if he's just as pissed that this is his career? Oh, I, of course, of course, that's on his mind. Look, it's gotta be. I was fucking Hawaii Five. Listen, I was Magnum PI for nine years on CBS. The it goddamn was... show's back on, and they didn't even consider me. You know, it was between him and Harrison Ford for uh, Raiders of a Lost Ark. Look. That's what it boiled down to. Selleck and Harrison Ford. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. First rodeo. And let me tell you. Look, I've had to refinance my house at least 27 <laughs> times. My Rocky career. Something. I wouldn't be here if I thought reverse mortgages took advantage of any American senior. I'm not here just with a paycheck. These pussies <laughs> wouldn't be able to afford me if it was a scam. We can tell you, he's trying to get more like, like, He's trying to be more like, you know, like sale. I'm not just a shill. I really trust this product. Do you, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show or worse, word. that it was some way to take your home. It's or just a loan designed for older homeowners and it's helped. Will you believe me? God damn it. It's just a loan. Over yeah. a million Americans. Because you see, it's nothing th goofy like your cryptocurrency or your <laughs> NFTs. It's a goddamn loan. <laughs> this is the, the ghost of 08. People like like they they refinanced and or, or and they lost their home. They they bought too many homes. You can refinance and buy another home. You know they had too many homes and and they're just afraid about losing their home. Aponte has a great point off topic. He goes, "How many people falling asleep to graze? A lot, probably. Just putting yeah. it on and sleeping. Yep. yep. A reverse mortgage loan isn't some kind of trick to take <laughs> Look, your home. I mean, I keep getting your fucking letters about <laughs> you can't afford it's not my goddamn fault that your reverse mortgage is going back. Get a better goddamn job. It's a goddamn loan. They just gave you money. It's a loan like any other. Fucking now go to your room. <laughs> Big difference. Okay. So, uh, okay. How you pay it back. Find out you're going to get a job. What kind of you going to go out early tomorrow and get a job to pay your goddamn loan off? Yeah. On how reverse mortgages really work with AAG's free oh, no thank obligation you. reverse thank mortgage. Thank you for the guide. DVD over this. Payment. So here's what I want to do cuz this guy's obviously full of shit. Do the people a favor and I'm going to put this montage over how you would break down a reverse mortgage to somebody over this. Go. Hey. A reverse mortgage, to be honest, I've actually never really worked with a reverse mortgage before. I don't, I don't quite know how it works. So. That's how every guy who yeah. sells one should say. Yeah, he's like, I, I actually I, don't I, know what it is. It seems pretty <laughs> risky. I mean, we got you know? Tom Selleck's face on it, so people like it. I I, 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 I don't even know what it does. I think I knew it one time, okay. but I just don't care. Let's All see if he I care about it is I just keep refining it. Let's see if he explains Find out it. how reverse mortgages really work with AAG's free no-obligation reverse yeah, mortgage they'll guide. They'll parse out more information monthly now. mortgage payments, pay bills, medical costs, and more. Call now and get your... You'll never pay a fucking mortgage again. And or, then one day, you'll owe it all. Free yeah. info well, it's called... They don't want to confuse it with a, with what a home equity seem like. They don't want to be a home Reverse equity. mortgage makes it seem like it's a mortgage where you don't have to pay it for like six months. No. And no, then it's just that. heavily interested. Like, just like... No, it, it, it's... 
I, I I know. I think what they're trying to uh, the, the what they're yeah. trying to get uh, get the fear out of people is uh, getting a home equity loan. Sure they're pay. like saying, "Don't do a home equity loan." You know what a home equity loan is? You you bought it for a hundred thousand dollars. You only owe ten thousand dollars, and you have ninety thousand dollars of value. You can borrow against that value and buy a boat or something like that. But then you got to pay that home equity loan off. Aponte you know? says, "Thomas Magnum, my character from Magnum PI, <laughs> actually sold a reverse mortgage to Higgins right before his character died." <laughs> Call one eight hundred seven four seven. Four two nine four. Other mortgages are paid each month, but with a reverse mortgage, you can pay whatever you can when it works for you, or you can wait and pay it off in one lump sum when you leave your home. Oh, th- beyond yeah. that, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I can do for because you. Because I, because everyone just has two hundred thousand dollars laying around to, to pay their lump one lump sum. That that's just God. They're basically just hedging a. People are going to die. Dig into that insurance. You know. Look, you're 65. You got Social Security. Your son is going to die of heroin soon, so you don't have to support him. Oof. Reverse that mortgage. Yeah. Discover God. the option that's yeah. best for yeah, you. Actually, guy. in your home for you. Tax-free cash and stay in the home you love. You've probably been investing in your home for years, making monthly. This goddamn Bill Clinton. Yeah, you it, survived it, all of it. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, what you should do, hopefully, when you've done that with your home for 25 years, you sell it and you make a bunch in equity and you move to where you want to really live. And to. you don't sell it to a no. Jewish person, hopefully. God damn it. We and have covenants, racial covenants. Right Do you understand? And it's become your family's heart and soul. Well, that investment. And you look around at your neighbors and you think, what the fuck has this place become? <laughs> anyway, watch Blue Bloods. I beat up colored people all the time on it. Can give you tax-free cash just when you need it. Learn how homeowners are strategically... And I've been yeah. around long enough to know what's what. Bridges You're basically just kind of hedging your death. With this. Uh, that's when my favorite die? part. Preserve your portfolio. Listen how he so closes it. More. Look, reverse mortgages aren't for everyone. But, they aren't for smart people. But I think I've been around long enough to know what's what. I'm proud to be a part of AAG. Look, I know what's what. I've been married five times. So trust me, I know a scam when I see it. Yeah. Uh, but that was it. That was wow. it. That was our. I think that was the show, huh? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, what, what a Tom Selleck's career. Like, I mean, whatever. I mean, he he's came back. Successful. That's actor. why it's. Yeah, no one. That's else. why it's a shame that he's doing that because Blue Bloods is a popular it, show. Look, it's second. It's second place in the Prime Access yeah. division. It's a mere win from being in the prime time. Yeah, absolutely. To respect yourself more. Yeah, but you know, he's, Tom Selleck. You know, but but he but he's. He's now, but he's cat. That's him cashing in on his on his persona. You have integrity, Tom. La Brea hanging yeah. number sixteen in the prime it's access, still around, and it's coming back in March or April, I think. I swear I'll be back at the Ides of March with La Brea. But uh, do you feel is that? Yeah, you, that's it. All right, well, one La Brea. That's it. People, thanks. Thanks for listening, for listening guys. Follow me on social media at Keith Pazel, K E I T H P A E S E L. I'm the only Keith Pazel on Earth, and I'm Insecure Comic on Twitter. It's a great feed. <laughs> uh, KeithPazel.com for uh, all the episodes and the TV League standings. Follow the TikTok. This is Keith Pazel on TikTok. That's a new thing. Really trying to blow up the imprint here. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next week. I might even stream when those standings finalize. I might do a short solo stream. Uh, now that we figured out the streaming, we're going to be around a lot more. We love all of you. Goodbye. com slash pay-per-view.
how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air? <laughs>